Welcome to episode 14 of Under the Holotable, a Holotable News Network podcast covering in-depth analysis, mods, tips, and the hottest topics from the outer rim. I'll make this quick. I am Voxen, and today I am joined by a great GA player or the greatest GA player, Assault Battle Sarah. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. Now, a little before we go any further. So you won your last round of GA, right? I know. I took first. <laughs> Amazing. I feel like it's happening more now. You know, try hard, Sarah. It's happening. The dream is coming true. Uh, do you find that the 3v3, I mean, everyone hates the 3v3, does not like the 3v3 as much, but I find I do better in the 3v3 because everyone else just like, doesn't try or doesn't do as you like try as hard do you find you do better in the 3v3 or the 5v5 so i cracked this joke with Zareth that i was like i'm in the auto set league because i never try in grand arena and um i did not have any auto sets so and like everyone was trying and i actually had to like think and underman squads and be really efficient on my battles to win so it was well earned then yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I expected more. I didn't more want to undercut that. And it's not like I don't try, but I just find, well, I mean, and maybe it's just like my rank is always higher. Um, I find like as I go through the 3v3. Anyway, moving on. We are also joined today by a man known for his modding skills, Micaeus. I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. Thank you for joining us, Micaeus. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Yeah, well, uh, for the listeners, it's been a little while since we recorded. Uh, my actual plan for this episode was to have a who's who of modding service providers, but uh, I kind of ran into the same sentiment with each one of them, uh, and a sentiment you actually also shared with me, Micaeus. Uh, and when I reached out to you, you mentioned that uh, you had quit and just recently come back to the game. Um, our last episode was actually on players leaving the game. So I thought this was a good segue uh, for this episode. Can you share uh, just some of your thoughts, you know, on, uh, you know, why you left and what brought you back? Uh, yeah, definitely. So um, the game, as we all know, has gotten pretty voluminous in its content uh there's there's just so much to do and so little time to fit in you know real life with all that and i I was talking with some players recently and you know for some of us it's it's possible to just play casually and that's great i admire people who can just do whatever they want with the game and then they're happy go lucky and it's great and then for others we have some kind of disease where it's all or nothing and <laughs> you just gotta you gotta do everything that you're quote unquote supposed to do to quote unquote be competitive or uh it's not like you can't get that same joy out of it and when when the tasks keep stacking up uh it gets to be a lot so i, I did I, I quit for about a month and then um, my fr- a friend of mine and guildmate uh, ended up playing my account for that month and kept me in the game. And then I was suckered into returning. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> one, of, one of my very first episodes I had with Sarah um, on HNN, I shared a very similar story, you know, where, you know, it just at a point for me, it also becomes life or death you know, for some reason. And I, 
um yeah like i was just the game was just having too much control over my emotions and i was just getting unhappy because i was really pitting you know not self-worth or anything but you know just my joy in life on like whether or not i won ga for that day or whether or not you know i you know i I, if i if i lost like a tw match early in the morning like the whole day was shot you know it's just like what is happening with me right now i i can definitely relate to that specific scenario like gac uh i was in the running this past gac and i was like on the leaderboard for a little bit just peeping over saying hi and then uh i ended up losing my gac by one point in the first round this time because i had to attack first and i i didn't leave enough reinforcements off the bench and i thought about it all day yeah. afterwards like just all day long i thought about that like why didn't i just leave the two why did why wasn't i like less careful why didn't i just leave those reinforcements i could have won i could have won and like those thoughts like just like creeping up on you and like even the fact that you even think about it after it's done is really absurd in a lot of ways um and yet it just nags at me yeah you question those Mm. mistakes incessantly you know yeah it it just drives you like going over tape after a game kind of just like (laughs) over and over yes absolutely yeah like uh i think i had a similar thing like i lost ga by two points and i like attacked someone who like countered who took away you know like who just hit me and um took away like the health amp or the protection on that one shot and i mean there were a couple of the mistakes or whatever there but it's like oh yeah you if you should have prioritized killing that person first and you would have won the whole ga you know just yeah. things like that so funny the way that goes on my similar uh, story was somewhat similar as well i stepped away for a little bit and i really my real intention was to try to become that casual player you know i had to take out how much i cared about the game so i could start enjoying it well I I cared too much so I just tried to stop and then you know slowly I was just like well what if I just like get my dailies like I like you know (laughs) get get in the shops let me just do that on my bus ride in the morning and then little by little you know I just was coming back to the game but even when I did come back to the game I as I've said a number of times I didn't play GA for an entire year I just was like I just I if I want to enjoy this game, I cannot play that because I just care too much. So, uh, and now I'm back to doing like anything and everything. But uh, I, but the break has really helped though in that I am more casual, or I, at least I don't let the game control my emotions as much, and I don't get as crazy like when I lose and stuff. So, uh, it's been good in some aspects. Um, where, did you join um, you know, the same guild that you left? I mean, I guess you're only gone for a month, so. Uh, so yeah, I did go back to the to the same guild, um, Chewbacca. It's a, yeah. it's a good bunch. They're Singapore based. Um, oh wow! Random, randomly ended up there. Uh, I, I really only I've been a part of um, two, three guilds, two for the prim- like primary chunk of my time playing. Um, and one was Death Star Port Designers, where I think Cubs Van Han is now. Um, oh and must be the awesome that, no not even he he left that i oh, okay and uh just joined that guild it's just a great bunch of people and i was there for a long time and then i moved to chewbacca i was looking to like just move to a larger guild uh you know get more tb stars bigger tws and uh been there for a while now and 
they were that was the place where I, I met this friend who decided he'd play my account while I was gone. And then he convinced me to rejoin the game. Like I said, if anyone's looking to leave the game, don't let anyone play your account. Just <laughs> delete your mods and walk away. <laughs> I, I've heard that from multiple people. And I know um, a lot of people who have like gifted their accounts to friends and then they're, they just end up getting suckered. Sorry, I don't mean to say you got suckered, but you get sucked back in because we're addicts, like you said. <laughs> so, yeah. That was my fatal flaw. I didn't mm-hmm. delete my mods or, like, you know, burn the account to the ground, mm-hmm. which is what I would have done. Or, you know, you, you play around with, you dance with the idea of, like, oh, I'll sell my account or whatever. But I just put so much time into it. Like, I'm not going to let some, you know, knuckle dragger freaking touch <laughs> my account and like upgrades yeah i i think that there is something to say for taking a step back and and maybe reducing how much you play to some degree though i mean i i did say like you know it's all or nothing but even within that you can still make reductions like i was playing two accounts and one of them was in wolfpack which is insane Ooh. tw stuff and uh, that's that's just always on it. You're doing these constant remods and you're just spending so much time. And two accounts in general is just insane. And then uh, Conquest came out. And once Conquest came out, two accounts became an impossibility, not just an inconvenience. Um, that's That was just way too much. And, and so, you know, I got rid of the one account I went from maybe being present on 50 something discord servers to I think down to eight and maybe I'm back up to 12 now. Mm-hmm. Um, so huge cut there on, on the time, just like browsing and meandering through the different little subsects of the community. Um, I'd say discord is maybe an equal time suck, probably a greater time suck than the game even. <laughs> um I had this conversation literally five days ago probably of of the time suck in the game because a lot of people were talking about conquest in particular and out of curiosity I checked on my phone my usage um so for those who are wondering I average in between an hour and a half and three hours a day in the game but discord is way higher like I'm on (laughs) discord way more than I'm in the game which it's exactly what you said where you have all these servers and you're being present in them and it just pulls on you almost more I find at least personally more than the game does so yeah I check discord like incessantly (laughs) you know it's it's a lot of times it's been like oh you're addicted to this game it's like oh I feel like I can kind of take or leave this game sometimes like I don't mind if I miss something but then it's like I can't miss anything on Discord. Uh, this, this is like, oh no, Discord is like where I see I have a problem. Totally. I'm checking it but when I know there's no new updates or anything. Yeah, it was just on it. So uh, that's really funny. Yeah, and, and so yeah, it looks like Chewbacca is about a 370 galactic power, which is pretty good for your TWs. You know, you guys are earning your droid brains, I'm sure. Um, so that's great. And then... Um, yeah, just uh, yeah, but that's how they get you. You know, they just bring you back in, and you slowly start increasing on stuff. Like I used to be, like the TW enforcer, and yeah, just like you were saying, like you just 
your time investment gets spread so vast over stuff. And I can't imagine even for you, like also having like a side business, you know, of modding or things like that, the amount of uh, time and effort you're having to put in. And then, uh, yeah. And so I it, basically that was the <laughs> moral of my first episode was, you know, it's good to take a step back. Um, of course, I have not heeded my own advice since that episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's a story for another time, I guess. Um, so yeah, uh, we're going to move on and discuss a little bit about um, you, Micaeus, and uh, we are going, and we're going to repurpose All a right. segment, and we are going to do a segment called... I am wondering, why are you here? Uh, so yeah, Micaeus, I just want to talk a little bit about... Um, some of your background experiences with modding and stuff you did do, uh, you know, your last, I checked out your page, you had tons of content. You were creating massive content. Like your last video came out seven months ago, a year ago, you were everywhere. You're doing interviews with Heinze, with Cubs. You're putting out, you know, like galactic challenge videos, GA tips, uh, even a guide on killing the Nexu, which I think uh, made pretty good rounds at the time. Um, you know, I, I guess before we kind of dive into that, do you think you're going to get back into content creation? I I will say that it's something that I in have enjoyed doing, and there was a time where I considered pushing it further. But the reality for me is just that it takes up so much time, and it's just hard to do everything. And there are only so many hours in a day, and so when you piece it all together, the content creation, the remodding business, the actual playing of the game itself. And then that's just the, the Swaga related stuff. And then you take actual real life too. And I mean, that's a lot, that's a lot of time. And so unless you're, unless you're doing this as a full-time career situation like Arnold, or unless you are, sort of already have a ton of the startup costs uh, sort of taken care of in terms of learning all there is to learn about content creation. Like I'd say like Cubs and Heinze and uh, folks like that, they have it down to a, to a pretty good science um, where they can do that part-time and, uh, you know, get away with it and still kind of keep things rolling uh, outside of the game as well but it's just a lot of time and and you know it's with I, I think one of the things I like most in this game is sort of the team play aspect of it it reminds me a lot of like being on a sports team I played sports a lot growing up and uh, being uh, in a guild and like going through these territory wars and like just growing together and you know, slugging through these territory battles, even they're not the most exciting, but it's like a suffering together kind of thing. Um, and that that's just, that's what I like about this game so much. And when, in order to stay competitive, to keep helping out your team, it's taking more and more time. Well, that's either going to be less time in real life or less time from the other parts of Swaga life. And, you know, I'm prioritizing and I'm cutting out things in Swaga life. So the content creation takes a hit 
the remodding business itself takes a hit. I used to remod much more than I do now. And it's literally just a function of spare time and just gets smaller and smaller. Yeah, absolutely. I, there's some people who I don't, you know, the amount of content they produce, I really don't know how they do it. <laughs> when you look at the vast, you know, expansion of the stuff that they're producing and or doing in game, because I mean, you look at Heinze and uh, Cubs, you know, they do, do seem to take a little bit of a backseat on their in game um, you know, interaction, but uh, they, but which is makes sense because they're m- much more focused on the content creation side of it and everything, and they do a great job. Um, so that makes a lot of sense. And then I guess I would um, want to ask you again, have you, because uh, I know you mentioned that you used to have an ad on Hot Utils as a provider of modding services, and you said you uh, were thinking about putting an ad back up on there or... Uh, honestly, I've been talking with hot sauce and, uh, he assures me there's an ad coming, uh, oh, okay. but it just hasn't gone back up yet. Cause what happened was when I left the game for about a month, I like, you know, told everyone I was quitting, you know, decently embarrassing, told everyone I was quitting. And then <laughs> and I'm like, I'm done. I'm out. Peace guys. It's been fun. And then, uh, pains me to go, but got to do it. And then I was almost going to give away my whole modding server, um, and just try and like pass that business on sort of and or at least give like this other remodder um his name's bobo uh he's in wolfback he's a good dude he does he does good work too and uh i was gonna just pass the whole thing to him and then you know like we've been saying a month later i ended up coming back into it and i still had clients contacting me even though i quit and they're like oh well maybe you could still remod the account (laughs) like like, okay i i guess and then i just just got right back into it and so um i don't know i I just i just lost your original question though i got i got oh no yeah i mean you answered it yeah you are gonna get an ad back um up at hospital okay okay. right 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 you didn't kind of have an ex. I mean, I guess for me, even I think, well, you stopped producing content seven months ago and kind of a year ago, I saw a change in your content creation, but I, I, I guess I kind of think of like that as maybe a cutoff of when you stopped doing modding services, but it sounds like you've really continued to do that throughout the whole time. So I, I think what I, what I'd like to say on that is that I used to do higher volume of remods. And so I, I don't do many anymore, but I keep up with the game. I keep up with the content. I keep up with the metas and I'm, I'm still like very capable of doing the remodding when I have the time. And it's just, I don't have the time to be pursuing this, um, you know, full on, business anymore and so it's become more of like a boutique service if you will Uh, excuse the like lameness of that categorization but I mean that's what it comes down to it's like I can only remod you know a handful account a handful of accounts a month and so if people reach out and Mm -hmm. they want to remod and I have the time for it then I do it and uh, I tell people straight up um if you're looking for the fastest remod, uh, like then the fastest turnaround time, uh, shortest line, you definitely should look elsewhere because it's sort of just on an as I have time basis at this point. Um, But the flip side of that is I'm not just churning through and not caring because I'm doing fewer, 
I'm paying, you know, that much more attention to detail and being careful with the ones I am doing because it's something I enjoy and I, I miss doing more of it, but um, I really do enjoy helping people and like optimizing that account. It's like a fun puzzle for me. I definitely agree with that. I, a lot of times, even mostly with my own guild or, you know, for a little while I went guild hopping, trying to help smaller guilds improve. And I did a lot of mod help um, through that period of time. And even, you know, sometimes I'll just do the guild basically stat sheet with uh, I think the APR bot um, and just kind of look who has like the worst mods in the guild and then like reach out to them be like what can we do for you like helping you helps everyone so um, and then I guess I had two questions there uh, did you ever make a video uh, saying you would quit because when you say like you told everyone, I assume that was just on Discord or you know. I think it. I think it was. I think it was just on Discord, yeah. and I yeah. I had announced yeah. it on my yeah. server, my own server on Discord, and I, you know, told my guild, and I told mm -hmm. like all my closest friends in Swaga, and uh, I think uh, Operation Metaverse uh, did a farewell because I was also leaving Wolfpack at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, so I, so I guess I didn't formally make a video or anything, but again, at that point, the whole reason I was quitting was because it, it became uh, pretty, pretty overwhelming the amount of time that it was taking up. And so uh, at that point, I couldn't even think of making a video. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the pitfall for content creators is like at that point, once you like make a video, like to make the big announcement and you quit a DB official just comes to mind where he did a big one. It's just like, boy, what do you do if you want to come back now? You've made this <laughs> big statement proclamation, you know, that you're like had it and you're done. And then, you know, <laughs> you know, another famous one is a warrior, you know, who made um, you know, big video about quitting and then came back. So, um, but you know, sometimes we hope they do. We tried to pull in our old co-host Faye uh, recently. So, uh, but that's kind of fun. And then, of course, uh, famously, um, was it John of Galactic War Report quit yeah. and then came back a couple weeks later. So, you know, we're all <laughs> we all I think go through it. You know, where we just dabble with the idea and then get sucked back in. Um, the other thing I was going to ask was uh, how how long does it take you to mod a roster? Do you think? I mean, uh, like so average, it, I mean, I'm sure it varies. It, it definitely it definitely varies on the size of the roster, but I would say that if you're looking at a roster that's like six million gp to eight million gp you're looking at like a solid six to eight hours of working on that roster wow. um for sure and that's like time you're actually working on that roster if you're doing it right and you're paying attention to detail that's how long it takes to mod a roster um i i know i've heard claims by some people of being able to remod a roster in like three to four hours or something and you just you're just not moving how many characters are in the game at this point oh, no. Too many. Is, it, is, it, is it is it 200 yet is it is it close 150 it's got to be over 150 i, I think know. we're close it's, to we're close to 200 if we're not over it it's got to be it's got to be near 200 at least and and so times 
if you don't even want to count the arrows times five mods, a thousand mods, like 200 characters on these like 40 teams, or even if you only have like 30 teams that are good, it's, it's just so much. And you have to go through and you have to balance the whole account. And if, if you're actually caring about the synergy and the secondary stats and like squeezing out what like the best roster that this is capable of sort of um, enhancing the best enhancement to the roster, it takes time. Um, mm -hmm. And it can, it can even take more than that. Uh, if, if it's like just a very decked out roster with heavy mod depth. And from uh, what you've previously said in past interviews, it doesn't sound like you've ever relied or used modding tools like Grand Ivory or Hot Utils. No, I've, I, so I like Hot Utils a lot and I use that for uh, Bronziums, like it's nobody's business. And <laughs> sure. I can see, I can see massive utility in the mod management resources on it. Um, I just personally don't use it like whether I'm clicking with a mouse on hot utils and filtering or going through in the game and filtering I I just maybe over time after some startup cost it could improve efficiency and I, I could I can mod like maybe a little bit quicker using it but I I can't see how it would help all that much because you still have to make all of the judgment calls and and even if you want to like program all of these like you know mod this character this character this character this fast and then like this secondary is the next thing to sort by you still have to spend all the time to like program all those directions in mm -hmm. to to even carry it out so oh uh, yeah i mean i definitely know i mean i can't remember <laughs> the very first episode we did was on modding and um i tried using grand ivory and i had a lot of a steep learning <laughs> curve with it but uh i i think my first foray into a complete top to bottom remod myself using grand ivory took me about 10 hours mostly because <laughs> i had to do it like three times because <laughs> yeah uh, I, I learned, you know, something late and then I had to resort and then I lost all my work and had to basically start over. Um, but yeah, I think it was, yeah, at least that like six to 10 hours. So I can definitely appreciate, you know, even how using those tools can help. But then what was actually what was really cool after that first episode, a couple of our listeners have even reached out to me um, and I have actually helped, you know, they had Grand Ivory and or Hot Utils. And so then I just did a stream with them where they basically remodeled their own roster and just kind of helped them use the tool to kind of like figure out here's like step one and step two. And then like, we can really just get them applied and mark them, you know, out of being those mods out of being an option and then like keep going down our list. So um, that's pretty good. And then like when you um, do mod for accounts, like how much leeway are you given like to delete mods, upgrade mods? See, I mean, do you so have I, people to say, have at it, do whatever you want? I, I ask every individual that I'm on for beforehand. Um, so the, the, um, Oh, what's it called? The, I don't even know what I call it, mod cleaning, um, I think. And like a mod cleaning, an inventory cleaning is like, you know, rolling the good mods, slicing the good mods and deleting the bad mods and 
like combing through even the things that are attached on characters randomly, like combing through all those, taking them off and then just deleting all the bad ones. And that uh, a lot of people, most people uh, want that done. And so most mm -hmm. people do give me free reign to slice the good and sell the bad. I mean, that's sort of the reason that they're, I mean, part of the reason they're getting the service is to spare them the time to go through it or the time to learn how to go through it. Um, you know, they're, they're paying for that save time. So uh, it, I, I think like the sort of person that would be very particular about what is sliced and what is deleted, having to go through them first, wouldn't be getting the service in the first place. Um, yeah, that's a really good mm -hmm. point. I did wrestle with the idea of having you do a remod on my account for this interview, <laughs> but I am very much of that type of person. It's like, oh, he's going to touch my resources. That's the thing. I've, I've actually, I've a number of times talked with people before doing a remod or like just consulting, like look, they were looking into getting a remod and we, we have a conversation and I talk with them and they'd seem knowledgeable enough about mods or, or really knowledgeable. And I'm like, what are you, why are you here? Why are you, I'm not just, I'm not going to like take your money to do something that you can do unless it really is. Cause you want to spare the time, but mm -hmm. you have the knowledge to, to do this. And like, I'm happy if you just are trying to save the time, but um, you know, I've talked people out of remods as well <laughs> because like Great. some people really, really don't, don't even really need it and they're just like looking for like that little bit of a assurance like okay maybe i do know what's going on that's great yeah i kind of would want that in someone who's providing a service where you know if they recognize they have the ability although then i guess it comes down to persuading them like no i really don't want to do this <laughs> yeah. i well no the thing is like if they're insistent i'll do it but um i it's more just like I don't stand there and pretend that I have this like magic secret knowledge about modding because I don't like no yeah. one does no, right. no remodder providing modding services has this super secret mod knowledge. Like we have a comprehensive understanding of the characters, the kits, the team comps, the counters and how mods work and how the synergy of all the stats work. And like, that's what we have. And then we have an understanding of like op optimal ways to, organize what you have in mods onto what you have in characters fitting all those variables together that's what we do and it's it's not like it, there's nothing secret about it anyone can learn it it just takes time the more time the more the better your understanding and the more remods you do the quicker you can remod a whole roster and the more comprehensive you'll you'll do it the more things you'll know to look out for um it's all it comes down to really yeah, and there's definitely a gray area of like personal preferences in there. I mean, mm -hmm. Slicker is a great example where a lot of people will either run like a healthy speed Slicker or an offense Slicker, you know, and both options are viable, you know, a lot of times just comes down to your personal preference. So uh, I can imagine there's somewhat of a struggle there in terms of like, your own personalization. Uh, sure. To who you're modeling for. So sometimes if there's, if there's something that is particularly to taste, I'll, I, I'll ask, um, and I ask a general question beforehand, are there any particular things you'd like me to do or, or look out for any particular teams you'd like me to prioritize? And most of the time people say, just go with whatever you think is best. But sometimes people will say, you know, I want this team 
really good because I use it in TB or like we use this team in TW. So like, I need that to be really good. Or mm -hmm. I just love scoundrels because clash is my hero. RIP clash. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and so like, <laughs> yeah. And so, and so yeah, retire in peace. Uh, and so, uh, yeah. So, so like, I just um, try to, accommodate people's particular preferences but again most of the time people are just deferring to my best judgment in that and I'll, I'll say something too about the, the uh, slacker comment um, with like oh do I mod them for like speed and health or offense and health and then have them slower with like a lot of offense a lot of those decisions end up being based on where you need to pull those other mods too right it's like mm -hmm. There's a whole movement of like super fast SLKR, but then uh, we get JMK and CAT and then people want those super fast. Well, you only have so many super fast mods. And so then it's like, well, okay, I guess SLKR is good enough just smacking people super hard and that he's still doing a great job in that scenario. And you just have like constant like shifts down like that that happen as the metas go on, but yeah, I'm the same way. I have mine modded for offense, although I play around a lot with the speed, but it's uh, it wasn't uh, super necessary at this point. And, you know, if there was ever an instance where I needed him fast, I had a set on someone else that would just swap in for whatever that single instance was. Um, and then um, I guess I was going to tag on to that a little bit. Do you keep up with any like current modding series? I mean, some people uh, have been doing ones recently. Uh, Fatal, of course, as you have mentioned previously, has a really famous one, um, which I was actually watching today because uh, you mentioned it, um, which is pretty good. And I hope to get Fatal on a future episode to discuss a lot of things. But um, I know Zareth has come out with a series. Cubs recently did a series where like they're more looking at like, you know, more macro thing, like how to mod a whole team, you know, and things like that. Or, you know, and kind of tacking on to what you're saying before, like for a particular sometimes you have to like clock a team like bounty hunters like let's say you want to run, mm -hmm. run like the aura lead bounty hunters like that team has to be like clocked right with like your bosk going and then your grease grief going and then your uh mando going and things to like really be effective so little things like that where um i i can't imagine like i guess would you then also like balance that in or would that be like someone like someone saying like oh this is the purpose i use my bounty hunters for like i need it clocked right or, no. or i guess they would say don't touch it if they had already it, like, so it no th those those things are usually those things are usually fit into again it, it depends on mod depth right because um sometimes it, it's important to have a team clocked but if like your your engine of that team can't get fast enough because you just don't have the mod depth for it, then it won't matter how well clocked they are if they never get to like start going before the other team gets going. But but as long as like the mod depth um, accommodates it, that's a great way to spread your speed out more because typically those teams just need like one or two engines to get them going and then the turn order is sort of what, and they, the speed differentials is what gets them through. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, that's, that's something I definitely pay attention to. Okay. And then have you like followed it like Xeris series on modding? Um, because I know you didn't watch Fatals. So lately, no, 
No, I've I have been so bad about following content creation okay. in general lately. Sense. Yeah. Just because again, the time of it. Yep. Um absolutely. It's, it's like I see I, I constantly see the the videos come out in the Discord feed. Like you know, you get those uh mm-hmm. the the I don't know the feeds that the videos pop up automatically. <laughs> and uh yeah, and I'm just like, oh, that video looks great. I should watch that, and it, and that's where that's where it's been ending lately. Like, yeah. that 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 looks great. I should definitely check that out. I'll, you know, who I'll say is is the 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 content creator I have watched the most in the past six months, Bit Dynasty, because mm-hmm. Bit we Dynasty two episodes is in. is just functional to the point, like he just he just gives you what you need to play this game effectively when you don't have a lot of time to comb through sources like that mm-hmm. is key yeah i love um, that well you can even just like skip a couple skip a minute in get exactly the information you need you know mm-hmm. you see where he's going with it and then it's like okay i got it and then sometimes like oh that failed nope let me watch like five more minutes <laughs> let me like should probably watch the whole thing <laughs> So, but, uh, but yeah, no, yeah, he's, he's so invaluable and uh, one of our better episodes. We're so glad that we had him on. So yeah, uh, definitely big shout out to, to Bit. Um, and then I guess I can only imagine with your modding work, you have to run into mod cap. Like how frustrating is that with like doing a remod? Do you like, do you ever go in and try and like delete some stuff right off the bat or be, but oh, I assume you have to know. Always, you have always. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, always I'll, I'll delete stuff off the bat. I mean, if they're just bad mods, I just get rid of them. Just go and okay. it just, and, and again, most people are, are getting the inventory cleaning as well. And so that's a part of the service and it works wow. best to do that at the outset before doing the remod. Like the typical order of operations is delete the mod, like delete the bad mods, slice the good mods and then squad build all the teams for for like a usually like a GA focus and and the arena team. It's usually like the arena team and then like a GA focus like squad build and then then to actually start doing the remod. Okay. Um, and then you work your way down, I assume the roster based on teams or characters. you so I so I work my the way I do it really is I work my way down um Oh, well, I started the arena team because for everyone, that's the most important. Um, or for the majority of people, that's the most important. Most people want their daily arena crystals. And you got to make sure that functions. And then I'll go through by priority and I'll mod the teams partially, like with their key characters uh, who like need the most speed or like the best offense set mods or the best health set mods. And I have a little divider character that I use that's just like a divider bar in the squad build tab. And so, and I, I use two of them. And so as I mod these characters, I'll move them into the partially modded section. And then I'll keep adding to that partially modded section as I go through. And then eventually I finish off those teams and then add them to the fully modded section. You know, like modding their sort of less important characters within each team. Because if you were just to just try and mod like full team by full team by full team, you're not really prioritizing those mods correctly or you're having to sort of 
constantly memorize in your head all these other more important characters that you need to save mods for and that becomes kind of inefficient too yeah i think oh. that's interesting yeah that you're doing that in i don't know if that's going to make sense without the cab, hand right? motions that's what saying, right <laughs> like that's right yeah, yeah. no one's seen the, the <laughs> no. but uh, it sounded like what you, you were actually building you know you're doing all these loadouts in the game like in using that squad builder for your basically your uh yeah workshop of where uh, you're essentially yes setting your team your tunes and your teams oh. um, for their mod and yes that's really because I, I would say that was would be one of the better advantages of grand ivory is that you do get to just have such a wider view of what you're looking at in the tunes you're doing and then um yeah i guess you can like lock stuff away as you put it on and then you know still kind of and then resort and reprioritize that was one of the things i really enjoyed but yeah that's interesting pulling off essentially that same uh, mechanic but in game yeah it's very uh, very cool and then yeah so that, that's great yeah because I, I was just kind of that was kind of a big question was you know what was your process um for you know doing a remod and so it, that does sound uh time consuming but uh as you've mentioned very thorough and uh, like you do a really great job. Um, have you, has anyone ever been unsatisfied with your work? Like they came back like, <laughs> and they were uh, like, oh, this isn't performing or? Uh, that's a great question. I think one time I, I had a client who like, see, he, he was kind of unsatisfied with, with what happened and it was, it was just hard to understand because the account was modded much better than when it was given to me. And I think it was, it was just one of those scenarios where this was, this was so long ago. This was probably like three years ago. Um, And maybe, maybe two years, two and a half, it could have been three whole years ago. It was early on. And um, I wish I could remember his name, Uh, but uh, yeah, call him out. I, I, I can't though. I can't even remember it. Uh, and, and he was, he was just, he is just one of those things where like, he didn't, he didn't really understand all the changes I make or I made. And so I had to go through, I went back through it all. And like, I gave him like the screenshots and like play by play explanation of all the changes I made Wow. and, and like how each of his teams were improved and why they were improved. And like the, like took the time to like explain like no I really did improve this account in this many ways and then he was like oh okay so you had to like I guess you did you had to like literally spell it out yes and and then he ended up being content I don't know if satisfied is is a fair word at that point but he was like content with the explanation Oh. You had to give a whole breakdown for your reasoning. Wow. That's yeah, a- that was that was wild. But other than that, no. Uh, and in all my time, only one person didn't fully pay for the service. Uh, well, let's call them out. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just uh, again, again, again. I don't even. I don't even remember their name. Um, yeah, no, I don't want to call anyone out here. And I and I wouldn't. I wouldn't call no. that person out. No. But uh, it was a situation where somebody asked me if they could pay in installments, and I was like, "Sure, mm-hmm. it's all the same to me." I've always been pretty lean, like lenient in that. I don't care if you pay before, after, during the remod. Mm-hmm. Um, and this this person just sort of paid one installment and then was like, oh, I'll get back to you. Oh, I'll get back to you. And then 
just disappeared. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so I got I got burned one time. Uh, and this was just pretty pretty good overall. Yeah, and interesting, even with um, what you were saying before, I kind of caught on to it. It sounds like even like inventory cleaning is like a separate line item from like the remodding service. So do you kind of have it broken down for those different aspects of even just a mod service? Yeah, it's a separate line item. It, it's, it's like an additional fee to go through because again, it's just the time it takes to go through all of the mods and comb through what's a good mod that you should be slicing and how to distribute those resources, how to distribute those 6E to 6A resources too. And uh, it just takes a lot of time and you don't want to delete good mods. You only want to delete the bad mods. You don't want to delete potentially good mods that just need to be sliced, even though you don't have the slicing materials right away. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's, a, it's just a lot, of, um, a lot of time to go through all that. Absolutely. That's something that hot utils is helpful for. Uh, yeah. That's that's what hot utils is helpful for: deleting mods mm -hmm. and more efficiently. Mm -hmm. That's I'd say I I would use hot utils hot utils for that before I used it for the actual applying mods because that that's just like a low startup cost. I feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if I can throw in a personal uh, plea to someone out there, I have like arrows, slash speed arrows, like are the plague of my inventory just because I, I it's the one thing like a, a whatever, a cross without speed and like a non-matching primary, sure, get rid of it. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do with all these speed arrows. I think I'm gonna, get, I don't know which ones are good and which ones are bad. Like someone needs to like specifically on hot utils, I would love you if you did this because I don't know what is good and what is bad, but a speed arrow filter for what is garbage. Like I, I know some of my speed arrows are garbage at this point. You, you know what's, you know what's usually garbage? flat stats that don't match the set right mm -hmm. okay that's that's the easiest easiest first layer of garbage that you can yeah. trash mm -hmm. i think i've flat gotten stats everything that with don't like match the set flat mm -hmm. defense and like didn't have percent offense on it you know in some cases like but, like if you've if you've got a, a health set arrow a health set speed arrow and it has no um no flat health but it's got like, you know, flat, I don't know, flat, flat offense, flat defense, flat, what else is flat? Protection. Protection, yeah, that's mm -hmm. that's not a great arrow. You want those percentage stats. You want percentage yeah. offense, percentage mm -hmm. protection. You can, but you can make a case for having the matching flat stat if you're really just trying to like load up on that right. one stat right. um, or, or if you're trying to load up on two stats, right? Like you can have that health percentage uh, arrow um, or, or sorry, the speed arrow with like health percentage, flat health, health or offense percentage off flat offense, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. But it's really just like the, the mess of mismatched flat stats that are definitely garbage. It's a shame too, because it, that's really imbalanced and the way that all rolled out was super unfair to, to kind of every early game player where initially percentage stats were the garbage mm -hmm. because you didn't have enough base stats for those percentage stats to do anything. 
And then, so you're loading up on all these flat stat mods. And I'm sure a lot of people were just deleting the percentage stat mods. And then they came out with the whole relic thing and these massive base stats. And now the percentage stats are just obscene. Right. And uh, just, they flip the switch on everyone. It's just, mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, um, I will say, so I remodded my roster uh, maybe a month ago, whole thing. Uh, I just learned that I apparently did it wrong. Um, but <laughs> That's, there's uh, no there's no wrong way to mod a roster. It's really so, uh. so th this was, I'm, I'm, so this is what happened and and I knew this would happen was I did I made my kind of similar to what, what you're saying where you start with your arena and then your your teams that you're gonna use and you go down the list. Um, but what what happened at least for me personally was as I got towards the bottom of the list, I started caring less. So I was like, I don't, I'm at the bottom, like whatever, like just put something on here kind of thing. Um, but to go back to the hot utils, like management aspect, selling the mods in that to do the remod, because you need that inventory cap to move everything around um, was so helpful. I actually sold every single mod that did not have a speed secondary on it. I was like, okay, bye. Like, they're gone, which might have been a mistake. I might not have, <laughs> might not have. Uh... There's there there are uses for for things that don't have a speed secondary. But honestly, if you're if you're just trying to mod your roster like pretty good, and also again, it's like balancing quality of life, right? Like you can't mm -hmm. constantly nitpick every little detail, um, and so you want that to be your like level one filter so that you have a mod inventory space. That's, that's fine. You probably will not suffer because you are missing mods with no speed. There's only a right. handful of situations where that's super important. It, it, whatever they are, I don't know them. So. Uh, well, I, it's not like it's, they're, they're not like, they're not like a lot, right? Like, you, like having a slow nest can be helpful yeah, was, because yeah. then you get s stuck on nest. Um, yeah. Slow Joydica hits harder. Those are the um, mm -hmm. A slow JKL in territory battle is yeah. the actually, aside from the can mission, the only mandatory thing we, we ask people to remod. Uh, if you're going to use JKL lead and make them slow because mm -hmm makes a huge difference yeah he um, he's slow from what i can remember of my roster remod but uh every, i think the biggest thing was um mod depth is so important like that was yeah. the one thing that i realized i was like oh this is not going well yeah i feel like i've had conversations being like you need to find like a if health primary cross or something mm -hmm. i can't remember what it, i may have i think i was asking you to find like health arrows or something you need to work I, that's what i tell everyone like you got to get some health arrows and crit avoidance arrows and i think especially a lot of people don't um work because they take extra work you know and you need like one or two to five to like eight good ones you know where you have like not mm -hmm. and especially now with like lv coming out i think you know, you can go with like offense sets and stuff, but still a protection primary on him for an arrow. If you can get a high speed and like an offense stat on that. I mean, that's, it seems like that's the way to go. So. Yeah. One of the things that's pretty insane is, is offense, especially with all these high relics um, now, 
uh, the offense percentage secondary can yeah. get so high that it it's just so much better than using an offense primary. Mm-hmm. And so you can get those higher overall stat like primaries on the cross or the arrow that also have the high offense secondary. It's like now it's in vogue is like for good reason, just the math behind it is having high speed secondary, high offense secondary, and then a protection or health uh, primary mm-hmm. uh, in the, the cross slot and the arrow slot, um, depending on the character or whatever, because yeah, you're good. getting like, yeah. That's you're- what I've been looking for a lot more, more mm-hmm. like durability in the primary. And then, yeah, because you're just looking for that offense percentage mm-hmm. with like everything. And then, you know, and that like, that's the worst, um, you know, stat that got hurt the most when we went into, you know, relics and percent all of a sudden became, you know, because for the longest time it was like, who, how, how much, who, how many 150 flat offense mods do you have? You know, and now it's mm-hmm. just like, those are garbage. <laughs> you need mm-hmm. percent offense. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure we were all throwing them away for years. So that's yeah, funny. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so I guess this is kind of a two-part question. Um, you know, have you done roster upgrades since the six dot mod changes? Sounds like you have, obviously. I mean, those have been in game for a long time. And then, you know, when was the last um, mod uh, remod you did? Um, that's a good question. The last remod I did was probably, probably over a month ago. Okay. Um, I don't remember precisely the date, but it was, it was probably like a month to six weeks ago. Um, it's probably the last one I did. Okay. And so pretty recent. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was pretty recent. I, again, it's like um, they trickle through uh, a lot of it lately has been repeat clients and they're like, Hey, can you on my roster? And then I try and find the time and uh, it works out pretty well. Um. So, yeah, I've just been really impressed so far. So I certainly hope, you know, that we cause that problem for you where you uh, <laughs> have to turn people away for business. Some of our listeners might hit you up. I think that'd be really cool. Does it, um, does it make it easier if it's a repeat customer? Like in terms of time? Uh, it depends on how long it's been. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if it's been, if it's been like two years, then <laughs> no, no, it's not any easier. Honestly, mm-hmm. if it's been a year, it's usually not really easier. Um, but I've had some people get like second remods or third remods after, you know, like four months or six months. And uh, it's usually easier in mm-hmm. those cases. But again, it is and it isn't because you're st- you're still reprioritizing so many mods because of the meta shifts that happen and mm-hmm. then you're just having to trickle down everything and it's everything still gets moved around there's no like oh yoda gets to keep all his mods and like you know it's just like mm-hmm. you're, you're stealing from everyone um yeah, I think it's yeah. a particularly interesting now where, you know, like MK is the meta, but it doesn't seem, it seems like for that mirror match, which is 99% of what you're doing in arena, it, you know, 
doesn't matter having the fastest the fastest mods aren't necessarily getting the wins you know it's helpful but i mean you know i i have a couple sets where it's like oh i could get them faster but i kind of like other clock now so i'm not going to increase their speed on these on my arena team uh, <laughs> you know or they don't necessarily have like my best sets like i think my jedi knight Revan still has like my best speed set you know out there for some reason um well i mean i i you know he just comes in handy in so many places um and so yeah it's just kind of interesting then when all of a sudden there are times like now where it's like you know the arena team doesn't necessarily need all the prime best stuff but then you know where do i prioritize that in the rest of the roster no it's true and when i said i i mod the arena team first it's always to make it functional it's make it to so you can climb to first you can climb to first and you're not going to get like tanked any more than you have to be because again it's so hard to defend these days but like you just have to be able to get to first really and uh i i like intentionally when i'm doing that like you sort of like know what you don't need like you don't need a i don't even know how fast jmk goes but you don't you don't need 205 additional speed on your jmk for example Mm -hmm, uh that's that's just overkill and it's the same scenario like you don't need an average of 28 speed on every secondary on your on your gls like that you just that's just overkill you can reprioritize that elsewhere and then Mm -hmm. have a much more potent tw uh loadout and a much more potent ga loadout and a much more potent tb loadout that lets you not have to switch mods as often Mm -hmm. and get those better results my mk and cat aren't slow by any means but yet they never seem to necessarily go first well i mean there's a couple teams in arena that they go first but it doesn't matter I just put on I four <laughs> clicks and then I just put on auto and I get to win. Uh, do you ever have any repeat customers come back and you're just like, what have you done? What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, um, yeah, with the, with the, usually it's not that the characters themselves are, are just like a mess. Like they usually don't rip off everything I did and then remod themselves. Cause mm-hmm. like, why would you be getting the remodding service if that's what you're going to do? Sure. And then why would you go back? Like, right. I don't know. That's, that'd be a weird type of person, but uh, <laughs> it's always the inventory that I'll get um, these clients that, that stock that thing to the brim and then load up like 50 characters with all like just the unsliced mods and there's like oh that's extra inventory space and uh those counts i'm just like wow that is you really (laughs) really packed that tight uh i feel attacked Uh, and, the, and the thing is like i don't i don't like charge any extra when somebody does that i they're just like two prices for like a light mod inventory when there's really not that much but there's just enough and then there's everything that's a lot and that includes a lot a lot and a lot mm-hmm. a lot a lot and it's like yeah. you know and it's just like i'm just like nah, it's fine like, I do the- like the idea of a mod cap penalty fee uh- Huh. <laughs> I I will say the first thing I do anytime there's a marquee, take her take that character to level 85 and you get six mods. Storage. You know, pro tip, <laughs> take it to level take it to level 50 and you get six mods storage and you save like six million credits. Yeah. I don't have Might a, be more. I don't have a credit problem though. 
Uh, if you don't have a, here's another, here's another thing that I'll say then. If you don't have a credit problem, you have a mod problem. I know. <laughs> because credits are mods. Credits are just mods. That's all credits are. They're just yeah, mods. As uh, one of our other hosts famously said, it's the mm-hmm. mod store is the bad decision store. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet, you know, I still cannot bring myself to not make those bad decisions. You know, you see a five speed and a good primary, uh, good secondary, you know, I'm, I'm just, I can't help myself. I'm going to pull the trigger. And it's almost, I love when there's that moment where you like click on a mod and you just instantly know, like you, you just can't help yourself, but not hit that buy button like right away. Cause it just like all lines mm-hmm. up with like the mm-hmm. stats you need mm-hmm. and the secondaries you need and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so, it doesn't go your way. Yeah. But, <laughs> but still, here's the thing. If that, volume, if that mod was, volume, yeah. If that mod was that perfect, I have two things to say about this. One, if that mod was that perfect, just keep it, lock it, yeah. So you don't accidentally throw it away because it doesn't have the like the pretty stat, the so high, right? Like it's it's speed state at five, okay, mm-hmm. but it still has that percentage health, percentage offense, and percentage crit chance, and it's oh, it's a crit damage primary on a crit damage set. That mod's still great, and I believe that we will get seven a mods eventually yeah and i think they'll just let us slice our mods four more times Mm -hmm. and so those mods are gonna be good so Mm -hmm. like you you see those mods buy those mods like those credits are gonna do nothing for you that mod's gonna do a lot for you Mm -hmm. there is enough graphic space in game for a seventh dot above all those mods (laughs) (laughs) yeah um Let's see. Uh, moving on, was there uh, like a peak time in which you were like doing a ton of modding service? Have you kind of just had a steady, you know, uh, clientele or a steady, you know, uh, demand? Um, time? I feel like probably peak time was like 2020. Okay. I feel like I feel like I did the most remodding just like throughout that whole year. Still a lot of remodding. Um, so I would think now with the health of the game or you know the sentiment of many players being struggling with the game i think uh in the state of it at the moment even though we have a lot of good things going on um that that would hurt you know people seeking out like modding services or things like that i i would imagine that's probably the case but it's hard for me personally to evaluate that because simultaneously with that i completely wound back all advertising effort mm-hmm. right like i mean to the point where like i cut it out completely intentionally mm-hmm. when i was quitting the game and then uh even prior to that i i i wound it back a lot and i like didn't go go actively like seeking more remodding opportunities because it was just getting overwhelming and and, and so, so again, so it's like, it's hard for me to know if the demand itself for sure is down because I'm also not out there putting in the legwork to reach those people who might be wanting these remods, right? Like I used to be on over 50 Discord servers. I was actively consuming content and creating content and like uh, talking with a lot of other content creators and advertising in a lot of outlets and now i do none of those things pretty much like Mm -hmm. so it's hard to tell i don't know 
it's, um, it's like a different environment to compare it in for yourself. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough to say whether. Uh, yeah, it, it's just it's just tough to say because I'm not exposing myself to that many potential customers in the same way anymore. Gotcha. Yeah, for sure. So you can't say whether, you know, demand has gone down or whether people are dismayed at the game or, you know, it's just the fact that you've, you know, cut out your advertising. I mean, obviously that's it. I'll I'll say, I'll say one thing too. It's, it's sort of like mods matter less now. You were saying it yourself. You can climb an arena if you're not the fastest now. You, you can do a lot if you just play rock, paper, scissors if you can go on the internet and go to swaga.gg and look at the GAC uh, meta breakdown, you can see what team to use. You can put those characters in and it's honestly hard to lose. If you pick the ones with 99% win rates, you're going to be really hard pressed to lose, even if your mods are trash compared mm-hmm. to your opponent. Um, and for that reason, I think there probably is a lower demand or a lower demand for mod remod services because you have these other resources that are really helpful in getting you the effects you want because the way the game is set up now it's just very much about having the right characters and the right teams themselves and the right relic levels to to just rock paper scissors like mods can help you overcome gear deficits relic deficits to an extent that's sort of like what modding well does and it can maybe push the margins at, you know, at the, at its very peak, if, if you're equal, but the reality is that certain counters are just hard counters. It's like mm-hmm. every team has a hard counter. And if you just pick it, you're going to usually win as long mm-hmm. as you're near equal gear. Thanks. That makes a lot more sense. And then there's also, you know, so many more tools out there, as you've mentioned, you know, with Grand Ivory and things where, you know, people have, you know, just more resources to be able to, you know, I mean, I know modding is daunting and, you know, somewhat of a chore, but at least now that there are more resources out there to help people ease that burden. So It's true. It's true. And again, I, I said that, um, you know, using, using those modding resources, it's not like my it's not what I do to remod an account. Um, but if I had never remodded an account before and I was starting today to look into that, I'm sure I would start use, start with one of those sources. And I, I'd look into that because uh, it's quick and you can do a lot. You can do a lot in a little time and it's probably good enough for most things and for most people's purposes, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're not trying to compete at the peak of TW and GAC, you're just trying to like hit a rhodium, maybe Kyber, you're gonna be fine using those. So I don't know, maybe I'm maybe I'm doing the opposite of selling my services, but like I'm just trying to be really <laughs> trying to be really honest. Yeah, here no, of course. In that, hey, well, in you that, have that personal touch. Well, no, I'm just, I'm just I'm I'm trying to be honest with people that there are all these resources and you definitely can look to those if you're just uh, looking for, you know, good enough. Um, And and that's fine. No one, like not everyone has to be going for like the peak performance of everything all the time. It's it's supposed to be a game. Like we're supposed to be like (laughs) having fun with this also. And and sure, winning is fun and, and having your stuff work right the way it's supposed to um, is fun. But 
I don't know. I, I, I feel like I've, I've repeated myself a lot, but again, I think more so than ever now, there's this rock, paper, scissors element. And once you have enough relics, the mods matter a, a lot less for most things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's an astute observation at mm-hmm. this point. Yeah, which also certainly, yeah, has an effect. Um, but I think, yeah, even at the top tier, like of GAs, I know that's where all of a sudden mods do start making the difference, or at least that's that's kind of part where of it matters. Really saying, you know, is that all of a sudden yeah. when everyone has relic 13, every, or, or, sorry, relic seven or gear 13, everything, then all of a sudden, you know, that's where, yeah, it, it, you're really making the differences on. And it's not even on your top teams, it's like when you're, like C grade teams, but like mm-hmm. modded to the nines. That's when it's just like total domination and what those guys are going for. Um, and then let's see, I guess kind uh, of kind of wind down on this portion of the show a little bit. Um, do you think you, do, did you see more like beginning game players using your services and game players? Did you ever find like you leaned one way or another with the people such services? Um, I think when I first started providing modding services i probably modded for more early to mid game players than late game players because i myself was uh a mid game player I, I wasn't really like a late game player at that stage i started the game in uh july 2017 and was primarily free to play but not entirely but basically long stretches and i spent uh on several uh, of those legendary unlocks to, to get the legendary. And sometimes it was for like the content creation aspect of it itself or for my modding business. So then like have the character to know how to use the character and, and figure out how to mod it, right? And, um, but, oh my gosh, again, I lost my train of thought. This is terrible. <laughs> totally fine i do it all the time uh <laughs> that's that's like my motto um and then i think the other thing i wanted to ask was like how many accounts do you think that you've done i know you said probably around like 100 but that was like a year ago with cubs um probably since then I don't know. When, when was the Cubs video? When did, when did that even happen? Yeah. Right. Like, (laughs) (laughs) look it it up. Yeah. uh, I want to say it was a year ago, but um... I would say in the past year, I probably, I probably only modded like I don't even know. Maybe like 20, 20 something accounts, probably within, within the last year. Probably, yeah. I mean, okay. i I don't I don't think I've I don't think I've modded that many accounts. But but then I was just saying I got my train of thought back. I was just saying I had modded like early game accounts early on because I had a smaller account myself. But um, lately, like the past year, it's been all uh like end game accounts uh and like large accounts and so like each each mod job is like a a big mod job and just a detailed process but um that's that's still a lot because 
you know, if you're doing 20 something in a year, you're doing two a month. Right? Yeah. It's, uh, about that. Yeah. Yeah. So the, it's not like, it's not like a lot, a lot, but it's still, a. Oh, it's steady. Taken. That's what's that's what sounds pretty cool. I mean, yeah. even, you know, in your absence or you know, not even advertising, you're still getting steady work. Yeah, it's I don't know, it's something I enjoy doing. So, mm -hmm. um, your video with Cubs is on Mar March 14th of 2020. Mm -hmm. uh, and I highly uh, recommend uh, anyone who kind of wants to know a little bit more about uh. Micaeus, go and check that out. I uh, There's going to be some overlap there, but I tried to kind of uh, steer into some different questions that were asked on that. But uh, if you want to hear Micaeus talk about how he got into, you know, doing mod services and uh, he has a lot more tips on that video, uh, I think it's still uh, very valid to go, you know, even a year later uh, and check that out. It was a really great interview um, you had with Cubs. So that was uh, really fun. And I think if I was a mod, I was providing mod services, I would look up someone's mod score before I touch their account and like show that to them. And then like show them their mod score, like after the account was done, just to like be like, here's what we've done here. You know, just like a tangible. You know, you know what's a shame though? That, that doesn't do it justice because all that measures is the number of plus 15 speeds you have versus oh. mm -hmm. the average gp or something it's something to do it's over some gp calculation it is, mm -hmm. and and it, it that doesn't take into account any mod synergy any like percentage uh stats used over flat stats or whatever like the actual it's it just it's just not taking into any in, into consideration any of those finer decisions like mm -hmm. what's better a uh, potency um like a potency cross with nine speed on it and some good secondaries or uh a defense cross with 16 speed that's going to up your mod score right i don't know if you're putting on a character that really needs potency probably the nine speed potency cross is is much better right and like mm -hmm. that's the thing that that stat doesn't pick up and i don't want to knock that because i'm a sucker for it i constantly do the like <laughs> comma pr me thing in discord i'm like always checking my mod score which is just stupid but i do it all the time i checked your probably mod like score today I do, it, I do it multiple <laughs> times a day <laughs> and yeah. and uh pretty I'm pretty, uh, pretty proud of my mod score, even though I just completely bashed the entire system <laughs> it's based on because, but it's in part because I know that I have that like mod, which it's essentially a speed score. And yeah, I have that speed score knowing that like the synergy is there That's and that I have the right primaries and the right sets in the right places as well as like, I, as well as I can with the inventory I have. And um, that's like what does it for me, like knowing that those things are right on top of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if there's an arbitrary value that I can base my worth on, I'm all for it. Like, I just, <laughs> yeah, I just, no, I mean, yeah, I like, get it. that I can compare myself to others too, and that I can absolutely with others. Do you oh. do do you do that in your in your Discord servers? Like, in oh your yeah, server? that's why I look. I constantly do yeah. the mm -hmm. oh, I do yeah. the comma G, G the comma GA uh, me with the with the other D tag yeah. mm. person, 
And I have a few people that I do that with just like constantly, we're always tagging each other and competing as we grow. And I'm kind of cheeky with it. And I, I just like target like uh, this, this one player in my guild, uh, his name's Rampage. He's a, he's a great oh, okay. player and um, he's, he's on the leaderboard a lot in, in D1 yeah. GAC. He's, he's a really good player. And uh, I just, I'm always calling him out because I know his account's better than mine. It's like, it's just a larger <laughs> account, but I'm like pretty close ish sort of in, in my mods. And so I'm like, I'm going to catch you. I'm going to catch you. <laughs> yep. But that's all the um, fun. And that's where I really find my enjoyment in this game now, you know, things like that. Yeah. yeah doing that GQ uh, command. Like I am yeah. the very top person. Uh, I have an 1127, which I'm sure, I'm not sure if that's really great or not, but 1127, which is like the best in my guild. Uh, I think I was like third a while ago and I hadn't done it in a while. And I actually just did it this last week. And I was like, oh yes, number one again at an arbitrary thing that's meaningless. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I, I'm a sucker for those. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're I so think good. you and me are quite uh, two peas in a pod. Um, so, you know, and I'll, just to kind of give a quick reference, a lot of people I see hover in like a four maybe a five if they're decent at like a mod score um and then you know it's you know the real serious ones start getting into sixes and sevens like partick had an 11 <laughs> mod score uh, yeah that's that's money like i mean like yeah, there's no yeah, there's no way right. around that really like right. you just don't get there without the, right. the volume um it, that takes volume, volume. to, to, yeah, get, to volume. just get that much speed it's just it's because it's all a numbers game mm -hmm. and you can you can improve your odds right and you can do the most with what you have you can only slice the things with high potential but you know you only have so many slicing resources the only way to get more is to buy them and yep. keep buying them buy those crystals buy those extra refreshes the hundreds the 200s yep. all the mod That's what slicing packs everything every mod slicing pack go get it yeah um, like that just really blows you away uh so just for quick reference uh sarah's mm -hmm. mod score <laughs> i just looked at it actually you got three six five uh mine is I just it the other day uh 6.35 i've been slowly climbing through the That's sixes good. so i'm really excited and then Micaeus, your mod score currently uh, or as of yeah as of 2 p.m. today, uh, was 7.43. So again, I think that's just a great reference for promoting you and your knowledge and you know just your ability that you know even with your own account you've got that. But that's a great great mod score. So you know I would certainly uh, look for that in anyone that I tried to pick up services from, and uh, I think that's really respectable. So I just wanted to yeah give your shout out um, on that, and that uh, I think that gives you a lot of credibility. It looks great. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, and then I guess for a quick little uh, kind of wind down on this, because you were kind of mentioning GA here and there through it. And I know that uh, you and I probably care a lot about uh, GA or where where we are with GA now. Um, but when I was going through your videos, I came across your uh, content creator matchup with Endall Beal, uh, which I thought was really cool and you even got the win there and he's like really hard to beat um it was really yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a really he's a really good player yeah, uh I, uh that could have gone either way that yeah. was a wild match um i think i used like a jkl lead to do something or something 
and it worked and it may not have worked. I, I just, I, I don't even remember precisely what it was at this point, but it was, it was a crazy close battle. It was really fun. I put a lot of effort into that match. Yeah. Uh, and you have to against Endall. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a great player. That's a content creator that I really like. Um, yeah. He's, he's a bit more, uh, he, he's a bit more, I don't know what the, I don't know what the word is, but uh, he's, he's really thorough but he's a bit more like, um, oh, the, it takes more time for him to get through his points. So if you're looking for like really quick answers, Endall usually isn't, isn't the best content creator for that. But if you're looking for like thorough, like what are you thinking while you're doing the game? How are you like analyzing all this? Endall's so good for that. He's just always giving you his his whole thought process behind everything and like how he's like considering decisions and making decisions. He's one of my favorite content creators. Um, and just the, to get the chance to play against another player who I knew, like another content creator who I knew was going to take it seriously, who I knew was a good player. Um, it's just super fun. Uh, like I would have been willing to lose two matches to, to face him on purpose. Um, I know like guild mates do that a lot. They're like, well, I'm not sure if we're going to win. So like, let's just lose. Uh, just had a couple uh, old guild mates do that recently. And they're like, well, let's just lose our first two. So we play each other. Um, Cause that's always fun to, to mm-hmm. play someone that, you know, uh, or to play like a, a swaga famous person. That's, that's a fun thing. I don't know. I like it. Yeah. And that was early on in the content creator matchup. So, I mean, I, when that was first came out, I, it was, uh, yeah, really hyped. Um, and yeah, I highly recommend everyone, if you are looking for some interesting content, go back and check out that matchup. Even you would probably enjoy watching it again after all this time. Um, <laughs> I certainly enjoyed watching it today. And then I would say, yeah, like Endall is probably my favorite guest they have on the Gambit fight nights. Um, just because of that, you just get so much knowledge with, him explaining stuff to other guys and then like bouncing off you know other people who are so good at like ga is you know zareth and solo base and uh, you know actually not that this is relevant because everyone's going to hear this in the morning but uh zareth and solo base should be squaring off any minute i was, right gonna, now. I was gonna say yeah. that too yeah, yeah they're about to, it's about to happen so, mm-hmm. yeah so uh we might have to wrap this thing up so we can go watch that no um <laughs> so, well, with that though we are gonna move on to uh, our next segment i hate you uh so i just wanted to you know we're in a new conquest conquest 10 new everything uh you know the loves the hates the pains the uh joys um so i just i don't you know i kind of wanted to just talk a little bit about some observations just pros cons um you know and uh just kind of yeah, vent, uh, not vent, uh, vamp a little bit on uh, the new conquest uh, 10. Um, I guess nothing too specific. Mm-hmm. Um, I think to go over, let's go over some pros. Let's uh, start with some pros, some things we like about the mm-hmm. new conquest 10. Um, you know, I don't mind the more battles. I really like doing, having more battles. I feel like it takes the pressure off feats because you have more uh chances to like get the feats done you know and like when you have like 20 some nodes and you only need to like get something done in 14 of it now or like more than 20 nodes now you know it's like it gives you more room in the middle to like 
do different comps and things like that. And um, one of the other things I really enjoy is the that um, they removed the full light side and full dark side feats. And so, I mean, now the feats actually are kind of making you mix up like with the Han and Boba, you know, feats and yeah. things like that. But at least now if I want to throw like Watt on a team, I'm not penalized for it, you know, and things like that. So actually you know, I, there's a couple of times where I've come across and I like want to get done, you know, whatever the um, uh, armor shred feat. And it's like, look, whatever, I'm just going to throw uh uh, P, uh, sorry, uh, <laughs> uh, Gideon. Moff, Moff Gideon. Gideon. Yeah, I'm just gonna throw Moff Gideon in this light side team. Get one extra one while I'm going along. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, so I just I really kind of liked the flexibility of that um, through those feats. Um, so there was just like a couple of things um, that I was really enjoying. Is there anything you guys are really enjoying with the new conquest? Mm -hmm. Um, kind of similar to the no light side or dark side. I like that they moved some of those you know quote-unquote grindier feats to the global section because you can bang them out so easily in sector one like i my smugglers like i have a gear 10 kira and she is not even close to dying in sector one she's just killing it and i'm like that's fine i'll get my 40 smuggler wins here that's cool bad batch node cool no problem um I'm, i love that they did that it makes it, it it's just so much uh easier in in being able to choose what sector you're going in with that team in particular um and not have to worry about the fact that like oh this is all the way in sector four and i need the right disc comp to make sure she survives or make sure like my smugglers don't get blown out of the water here um or whatever your bounty hunters is the other one but yeah that's what i am pretty appreciative of yeah, I have like a gear eight Fennec right now. And I was mm -hmm. just like, oh, I know I can't start that because there's no way. Well, it's nice. She doesn't need to live, though. She doesn't need to live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, which I was really happy with. I think there is maybe later on one where she has to live. I have to look that up. I'm uh, skipping that one. On the fly, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, in sector four. Five. Oh, it's just the boss feet. Fennec and Boba have to survive, and that's my three points. Um, so that might not be too bad. Um, yeah, and then mm -hmm. uh, same with the Gamorian guard living in the boss four feet was four points. So um, yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting where I s decide to skip feats. But you know, I again, yeah, I thought I would be skipping the forty smugglers, but you're right. No, knock them out in zone one. You don't mm -hmm. even like a specific guilt, uh, disc setup, um, which we're going to get to talking about discs a little bit. But, you know, even when we were starting this and I hadn't looked at what discs were available, I was like, oh, this will be easy. Just load up a like five vitality and five entrenched and I can go through and win with Fennec in any of these, you know, mm -hmm. survivor going girls finish. And then, you know, I got about halfway through sector one. I'm just like, you know, or like I finished sector one. I'm like, you know, I would normally see entrenched by now. And then I was like, okay, I got to go see what this <laughs> is removed and what discs we have now. Mm -hmm. and, so, and I found it really interesting. I want, I want to do a little bit of disc talk here in a little bit, but uh, yeah, no entrenched. So uh, at least they uh, still, vitality is hanging on. So we get a little bit of health and protection bonus. Mm -hmm. um, are, are you enjoying any, or a pro from you, Uh, You know, I do like 
this is going to be an unpopular opinion. I feel mm-hmm. like we all kind of had unpopular opinions because we're in the pros column right now um, <laughs> for GAC. But I do like a lot of the changes this time. Uh, mm-hmm. Just the like the length of the map is, in fact, a, a much better way to do it because it feels better psychologically to not mm-hmm. have to repeat so many nodes to mm-hmm. be able to progress in feats as you go through your first clear feels better um just just psychologically even if it's not better even if it's more battles total mm-hmm. i don't even care because it feels better mm-hmm. um like the the old grindy things of uh, you know fourteen night sister kills in one zone felt way worse when the zone is shorter because then you like have to repeat but now you're like oh I don't have to repeat it's maybe it's just like a smoke and mirrors trick but mm-hmm. I like it better I don't I don't care uh, and then here's the other thing I I my other thoughts and comments on conquest have everything to do with the discs this this round so if okay, we're, if we'll we're going there next yeah okay. this, or disc I'll, talk. I'll save that i'll save that for disc talk um, <laughs> okay. no, that's right our new segment disc chat um I, I think you hit the nail on the head there the emphasis now is on progressing rather than repeating it felt like the last set the emphasis is really on you know repetition of the same nodes at the same you know doing the same things over and over to get the feats and now it, you know it just seems like you have to push forward you know to really get done and you get to get these things done while you're pushing forward because the sectors are so long and that's the key you have to get these done while you push forward Mm -hmm. you can't just push forward without paying attention to any of these feats or else you're going to get through the map hooray good for you you're going to have to redo the whole thing over again Mm -hmm, because you got to get the feats done and so i think there's a little bit of a trap set up because of how it was structured previously where you are used to like oh i'll just blitz the map and then go back and repeat because i'm gonna have to repeat anyways it's not as much the case on this larger map Mm-hmm. that's a good point because we got into that mentality of at least mm-hmm. like for me i was always like okay i gotta get ahead because i need to get the discs and then the discs will make it easier when i go back and clean up um but realistically if you can do it i mean you should be doing it as you're going it's going to cut back in the future mm-hmm. uh, and i think that even just speaks to one of the other things is just there's fewer feats sure maybe like there's the thing requiring 40 battles or things like that but you know the fact that we each sector has fewer beats the bosses have fewer feats the mini bosses have fewer feats fewer fewer feats all around and i i really i really feel like i personally i did get what i wanted because we're getting there are fewer feats but i feel like the feats that we're getting are in some cases more of a challenge than a grind you know like and i'm not there yet and i was talking earlier with sarah about it but i'm really looking forward to and i think it's the sector three boss where in order to win you can't kill han if you kill han you instantly Mm -hmm. lose and han every time he takes a turn is damaging himself so it's like this brand new fresh mechanic i'm sure i'm gonna hate it once i get there but like (laughs) on paper i love the idea of it it's a fresh idea it's a new way to interact with a boss it's sounds like it's gonna be a, a 
big challenge, you know, but understanding those mechanics and figuring out like how to work around it, you know, I think is going, is something I am looking forward to, you know, mm. at, at this point I'm looking forward to. And so I just think that's really cool where we, you know, they're getting create like that's creative, you know, and that's what I want. I want something that shows me you're infusing some creativity rather than just saying, do something again and again and again and again, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that is, that is a very good point on the creativity thing. The more, the more creativity that is allowed for or required from any event, whether it's a, a legendary event or a conquest or a, a galactic challenge, uh, that's fun. Like that night sister thing where they all die a bunch of times and you have to kill them within the 10 turns. That was new. That was yeah. creative. Yeah. That was yeah. new and creative. And it was really fun the first time. Um, it's still okay the next times, but you know, every puzzle is best the first time you do it. Once you know the answer, it's not as great, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I, I, I like that. I hope they keep doing it. The, the, the halfway bosses, again, have unique feats to them now rather than just light side, dark side, uh, and then, yeah. what was it, light side and dark side? I don't even remember. Undersized. That what it was? Undersized. Yeah, undersized, that's what mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, and like, that's not fun. That's just forcing us to do it three times. If you want right. to make me do the battle three times, give me three interesting things to do while right. I do it. Um. And that's the yeah. thing. I just feel like a lot of the conquest, it's all about making it feel better to make it, to bring just more enjoyable moments to it. Like I, I get that there's a certain time investment they want. There's a certain monetary investment that they want to encourage, mm-hmm. but you can achieve those goals while keeping the experience fun, enjoyable. There's another thing they did. I'll give you another pro. Um, they added free consumables mm-hmm. for the first time in the prize yeah. box. I didn't even know what a cons- I never even had a consumable. How great <laughs> is that? I thought that was cool too. Yeah, so I noticed cool. that. The whole time I wanted to use these things. I'm like, these are so cool. I want to use these. I'd read them and I'd be like, that's so cool. I'm not going to waste the crystals so on it because I, I, I play it free to play. And mm-hmm. uh, in large part because the challenge of it's pretty fun. And But that's so cool. I get to do that now. You get to experience them. Absolutely. Give me a few of them in the prize boxes. You don't have to give me all of them. Give me a taste of of the drug and then maybe I'll want more. (laughs) That's a smart idea too. I'm sure a lot of people are going to try them, be like, this is great. And then they'll go spend on them. So there are ways to, for CG to like achieve its monetary goals while enhancing the experience for the player base. I Mm -hmm. I don't think they have to be mutually exclusive goals. Mm-hmm. that's a good point i completely forgot about that but when that prize box hit i thought that was so cool like yeah mm-hmm, and then yeah. the i guess the other thing to keep in mind is consumables don't transfer over so you know when you get to sector five and you have a couple of consumables laying around or something you know Use you go them. ahead and toss them on try them out have some again it, it's encouraging you to have fun and try new experiences and maybe play the game in a creative way now at you know no cost you you want it along the way why not you know give it a try yeah so mm-hmm. that that's uh, I'm really glad that you uh, mentioned that. Um, I, I have one. Are we, if we're about to move to cons, I have one more pro. I'd put it in the pro right. column. Okay. So my last thing I'd put in the pro column, which might be a hot take, is the battle pass. And yes. 
here's why I'm going to say it's a pro. And this is, is coming a pro. from someone who hasn't spent a single penny since JML came out. Um, it's a pro because a marquee character usually costs roughly 300 to $350. Mm-hmm. That's the price of a marquee character. And this is going to give you a much better than marquee character. Like basically whatever thing exists between galactic legend and legendary Mm -hmm. uh, character and for 30 bucks, Mm -hmm. that's a, that's a deal. That's saying like you can have a legendary character for $30. Think of the amount of money people spent to unlock legendary characters on time Mm -hmm. and uh, galactic legends. And you're getting something in between those two. Yeah. And like, these are like Malik grade, or better kind of characters yep. and it's $30. And uh, it's, it's not, and I'm not making a comment over like how much $30 is in life because it's different for every person, but within the game's economy itself, they made that actually reasonably priced, which is very surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, so like everyone complaining about how long Conquest is taking, I now that they have that option you should complain less because mm-hmm. you can pay $30 and it'll take way less time mm-hmm. and you'll get all the same prizes and more prizes even mm-hmm. um or you still have the option to spend $0 and you still get the prize I would have been inconsolably angry possibly even requit the game if they <laughs> took if they made the character exclusive or the three conquest unlock exclusive to the battle pass if they mm-hmm. if they push it that far my tune on the battle pass will instantly change mm-hmm. and it will move to our con column conquest can, in general yeah. yeah i don't yeah. i don't think they would do that um i will say like full disclosure i bought the battle pass i bought the battle pass. i bought the battle pass plus like i paid the extra I was, I was like i was like give me the free discs this is this was my logic i want yeah, the free discs i want the too. i want the free disc swaps um because all the discs not all the discs but the discs changed so i was like i want to be able to figure out the prime discs the prime build at no cost to my other than financial obviously um to myself I wanted the faster energy and stamina regen, which is beautiful. Like it's so good. <laughs> um, my my average in game time might actually go up just because it's regenerating faster. Have you so, been saving crystals because of the faster regen? Yeah, so I can go in and I can I can um, I've only done one. I've done one refresh. I did one refresh the first day. What day is it? Wednesday. I did one yesterday. I've done two today. So I'm saving a little bit of crystals. My other thought was, I was like, I need that. I wanted the um, extra gear, like the extra prize boxes because I'm rushing my executor grind. So I was like, I need that. That is going to help me double elsewhere. So why not? Like, and then next conquest, I don't think I actually would do the the plus again. Um, I don't think the, I mean, the stamina regen and energy regen is really nice. And the free disc swapping is really nice. Um, but the, the bonus like path is so good. Like getting those extra, I shouldn't call it the bonus path, but the bonus reward 
row is fantastic like getting extra rewards and everything it's been so much fun um it's quite tantalizing that they show it to you as you go through it is it is tantalizing like i'm like i I think early on i like clicked Uh, up there i'm like i can't click up there anymore. but it's gonna be i'm like (laughs) so so there were there were two things i'm gonna point out one mccase i'm gonna agree with you like wholeheartedly because this is something i have been preaching vox and knows i've preached this like high and low the value of the character that you get for the cost that you put in whether it's time or crystals or real money is in the player's favor so heavily so like it's it's wild how heavily it is in our favor and i know i have hot takes on conquest and whatever but it doesn't matter um i just completely lost my second train of thought my second point that I was going to say. Yeah, you're just talking about how the cost, yeah, of everything. And I mean, if I can, while you're kind of regrouping, like uh, mm-hmm. I even got like my last 90 mall shards for 400 crystals. I managed to make it through the entire yeah. conquest for 400 crystals. And it's like, yeah, I'll take 90 shards for 400 crystals. Like that's insane. Yeah. And like um, being able to take, I mean, I'm in Canada, so it's $40 for the battle plus for me. So $40 again, like, I'm not going to tell you if that's a lot or not a lot, but that's, that's a value added that I don't need to stress about this game mode. I can work, I can get it done. I know I'm going to get it done. I'm going to get this character. I can stress about territory war and I can stress about territory battle. I don't need to stress on this aspect in particular. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't think, I think that was thing with this first conquest is just kind of whatever crystal efficiency is just kind of out the window i'm just i, I have no idea what i'll end up with but uh, mm-hmm. yeah i mean i guess what puts two refresh a day essentially maybe at some point you'll be able to taper off if you're efficient enough um but uh, i do expect i mean i guess it's not something we can quite talk about now but i do expect that this conquest will be a higher resource investment whether it's uh i guess maybe not necessarily with time maybe time but definitely uh my perception now is it'll cost more crystals even with maximum efficiency Mm -hmm. uh i think it will cost more crystals as well but i mean even then even if it is costing you more crystals Mm -hmm. even like i think the highest i spent in the last in the mall series was 1200 crystals in a conquest 1200 or 1300 i can't remember off the top of my head even if you double that which would be obscene so i'm i'm being obscene on purpose here even if you doubled that that's still an insane value for the character that you're getting yeah and i'll just say look at executor's price yeah okay that's twenty three thousand crystals yeah Twenty three thousand crystals if you want your executor and you know what here's the catch if you're patient and you can wait those two years that executor's coming free and <laughs> i'm in that camp right now mm-hmm. trying to hold out and i don't think you really have to wait two years i think you got to get through five months i think if you can make it to five star executor mm-hmm. you're okay and i don't want to spend the crystals because they're just gonna give it away for free Mm-hmm. Like I got Radis and Finalizer completely free. I didn't spend a single refresh on either of those ships. Mm-hmm. And it was different because they weren't the meta ship and they weren't the most overpowered thing ever to enter the game in ridiculous proportions. But um, 
just that's the thing. Like you're getting this meta thing, 23,000 crystals. You get cat, which is a meta thing, a crazy game changing character. Mm-hmm. What was it? Like 3,000 crystals, 3, maybe. And that's like the average efficiency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I, I don't spend... know. You get 10 cat, 10, 10, 10 uh, conquest characters for the price of one. Right. I think for Maul, I spent there's probably like 32, 3300 crystals off the top of my head. Yeah, I was in the 24, 22, 20 to between 20 and 24 um, mm-hmm. hundred. Yeah. Probably. So you could get with that crystal uh, spend, you could get Maul once, or you could spend it 10 times and get Executor. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, well even with it yeah and I, I think that's a good sentiment too with the executor i did the same thing i refreshed um enough times basically like twice every time so i have a five-star executor now but i'm only refreshing once now and and i'm waiting it out until i agree with you I, even if i i expect yeah around five or six months we'll at least start seeing executor come around twice a month or something like we mm-hmm. see with um as you're saying the um holdo and um hux ships so um mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, but I, th- I think you guys touched on a lot of stuff that uh is kind of the segue i want to do into the con which is i understand that in order to create the leeway for a battle pass and the incentives for a battle pass they have to make conquest worse for me as a free-to-play player <laughs> Like they have to make it cost more crystals for me. They have to make me make hard choices to get through it. You know, like they have to make my experience in some ways worse to incentivize it for other people. I'm on board. If that's Mm. the way you're going, if you're monetizing it, that's what you have to do with this game. And that's whatever, I get it. I'm not going to be upset about necessarily any of those dynamics in Mm. which, you know, I'll, it becomes my choice at that point you know either i spend more crystals to make it through or do what do whatever is necessary to get those shards at the end of the day or uh you know or i i you know if i decide not to then that that's on me but uh, yeah I, I don't hold that against the game by any means um you know in doing that i think it yeah i guess there are people who are not necessarily enjoying conquest i mean they i I think if you didn't enjoy the second one you're not going to enjoy this one and it'll probably be very hard for you not to enjoy future ones because i don't think we're ever going to necessarily get the experience we had with the very first one where they really Mm -hmm. you know gave us a game breaking discs (laughs) and a very easy you know path to you know beating getting the max crate uh i think now you really have to find the joy in the challenge and i think with this one they've done more clever things in making it challenging which i appreciate so um you know as we kind of go into some of these cons um you know there is an appreciation that i have for what they are trying to do Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i agree Uh, yeah, and I guess with that said, you know, one of, uh, just to kind of get us started on cons, uh, the UI path, uh, I, I, even I guess when they kind of mentioned that there would be a hard path, I was really excited for like alternate paths, like choose your own adventure, you know, like, mm-hmm. and if you do that, you have like better options and things like that. And I guess um, for the most part you do, but um, really, you know, one, 
um, the UI for the path is not intuitive. I mean, you can figure it out, of course, if you look and see where, you know, the, the two yeah. uh, end things are stacked, but that's not necessarily intuitive when you look at the board. I think it would be great if there's, you know, the dotted lines were a different color on that segment. I mean, Sarah, you even mentioned mm-hmm. that you, on, on sector one, you didn't, you just accidentally. I just accidentally, like. The, the hard path, quote unquote. Yeah, I was, I completely forgot about it because I mean, I was so busy the day that Conquest started that I was like, oh, I just got to go in and burn some energy real you just quick. You have to do that first right? battle, right? Yeah. I was like, I just got to burn some energy. I was like, I'll just do two battles and then I'll go back later. And um, I just also remembered my second train of thought from my pro. Um, but <laughs> you can go back. It's okay. <laughs> um, so I just jumped in and then I was like, oh, I can't get on it now until you get to like the next choke point, basically, where yeah. you can hop back on. Um, and if it had been, you know, color coded or something like that, you would be able to follow it a lot easier. Um, my other second pro that I forgot about earlier was. I don't real. I don't know if a lot of people realize this. If you buy the battle pass, so the ten dollar version, if you want to upgrade, you can upgrade. The, it just discounts it, so it doesn't charge you. Um, I don't think a lot of people have realized that until they actually go in to buy it. Because um, I've had a few people change their minds. They'll buy the regular one. They're like, "Oh no, I should have got plus," and then they'll go look at it, and it's just knocked it off. So you're not getting dinged any extra. Just mm. it's not really a pro. It's just a nice little thing to know. Um, Anyway, yeah. So I I do agree that that path needs to be like a beacon of light or something. Um, Yeah, yeah. And I was a little disappointed too because I thought like, and I guess I wasn't sure how I expected it when they originally did it. But I guess I just thought like you would click a button and then it would like open up like all just a straight line Mm -hmm. underneath. That's what I envisioned. uh, You know, yeah, I pictured a dark tunnel. Yeah, Yeah, right, right. (laughs) It's like you know, it's it's like, are you gonna go for the spicy wings today? You know, you're gonna go like hardcore and like go down there because they were like, yeah, you can get off at any time. It's like, oh, okay, well, you know, Mm -hmm. and so I was like really looking forward to just you know, I'm gonna try it and to see where it takes me, and then it's like, oh no, it's just choosing a specific route on the normal board. Okay, mm-hmm. I guess yeah, I and, guess you did it. And calling it hard is kind of weird because I like I've taken it when I remembered to get back on it, um, and uh, particularly at the end of sector one, maybe it gets harder the further sectors in you go. But I took the hard path, and none of the nodes had overprepared at all. It just had one one modifier. I was like, all right, cool. I'm using the hard path to farm some of those um, feet now. Just the path you normally take, right? Uh, yeah, because yeah, I'm like, this is an easy note. I guess I'll go here. Like, uh, so I feel like calling it the hard path is kind of a misnomer. Yeah, I think there was one case where I came across like a gas team. It, I guess the... I normally avoid, but I was just like, oh, that's fine. Yeah. Like, I've got the stamina to go through this mm-hmm. node, like for this, you know, so I can get to having two options for discs. Yeah, two it's... like node options for discs. It's the hard to see path. <laughs> that's right so it just should be called yeah uh and then i guess that you know that kind of tags on is that just you know there are fewer chances for discs i mean even if you're going for that hard if you if you stray off that hard path like you did you Mm -hmm. because you got what just one choice yeah you uh, just get one choice one choice for the disc yeah they they all funnel yeah and then Mm -hmm. you just have to hope that uh 
you know, there aren't any repeats in there and that you're not just getting whatever the worst freaking disc is. There was a couple of real duds this time around. Yeah, you can get probably like three potency calibrations in there or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, you know, um, and again, this just goes along with the choices they have to make. But, you know, when you get to zones two through five, the middle node you used to basically you know, before you got to the mini boss, you chose discs. After you got to the mini boss, you got to choose shards. And now it's, you get to that middle and you have to choose either discs or shards, which is a real non-choice for those of us who, you know, are trying to get these legendary characters. Who is not getting the legendary character? I, I again, this is incentivizing the battle pass. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, I think overall my complaint isn't having to make that choice. My overall complaint is just, I, I just, it's fewer chances for discs and discs, you know, become so important to it, especially when you have longer nodes and fewer opportunities for discs. And especially when those discs are still repeating in the node that you get mm-hmm. discs, um, it makes it real hard to put together a good comp. Although I guess at the end of the day, you know, by the time, hopefully you can put together a good, as long as you can put together a good comp by mm-hmm. the time you get to like zone three or four, you're mm-hmm. probably going to be okay. Um, so, I mean, it, it it's kind of a soft con. <laughs> I don't think it's a con. I'll disagree yeah. with you on this okay. one. Okay, be- good, good. Um, yeah. And the only reason, like, I do see your point about there being fewer disc options, especially if you stray off that hard path. Um, but in the last series, like two series, I guess, um, you finished that mini boss node and you had two scavengers with the exact same stuff. There was no choice. The choice was which nodes did you want to do after the scavengers. So you got to pick shards or you got to pick shards. Now you get to pick shards and you get to pick discs and yeah, you're probably going to take the shards if you're, especially if you're not doing the battle pass. But it, it gives more variety to to the actual decision making. In like that's how I'm viewing it. If you have the battle pass. Yes, <laughs> if you have the battle pass. Yeah. To be fair, I have the battle pass, and I have not picked the discs. I've picked the scavenger and bought the shards. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess there is something that it's kind of separated in there for me, where I do enjoy having to make hard choices i guess i kind of want that to be a part of conquest um but yet i still want my cake and eat it too i want i want all the discs oh we are (laughs) (laughs) so um have you guys gotten this where you get like a red notification dot in conquest and you go to check your crate and it's just like oh you're getting close i you didn't get it yet but you're close i got a I got a red dot. Yeah. Is I crazy? Did that happen? I think what it was, and I have no idea because this is a con for me. I hate, I hate, hate, hate this, (laughs) this path to the crates because that doesn't show you the total key cards anymore. It just shows you the key cards you need to get to the next milestone. And Mm. I hate that. I want the total breakdown. Give me the breakdown to the next chest. Don't give me the breakdown to the next milestone or, Mm. or better yet, Give me both. Give both me more right. information. Right. That's fine. But I hate, I hate it that I cannot see the total breakdown. Um, but what I think the red dot was is when you hit the crate. So you don't oh. actually collect, you don't collect a, it's not like an instant reward along the path. You've just hit the crate. Huh. Interesting. I, yeah, I feel like it, I like hit it and it was like, 
I could be wrong. 14 of 17. But again, maybe I'm just all imagining it. So I, mm-hmm. I, I guess I probably shouldn't even put it in there. I was thought you were going to rant about red dots because I know that you're, <laughs> uh, you're anti-red dot. I'm, I'm anti-red dot. I'm anti-green plus. Anti-red I thought you were on board with me. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh, any other cons, Micaeus? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, let's get some cons in here. Some hot takes. Yeah. Oh, cons of conquest. I don't know. I'm, I, I think the con, no, I think the con <laughs> is the, again, I, I feel like a, a, like a broken record, but it's the time that it takes. It's the mm-hmm. time that it forces. And again, the flip side of this is you can just say, you don't have to play it. You don't have to do a single battle in conquest. And that's true. You don't have to do it, but if you want the character, then you have to do it somehow. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot of time. And I actually think the battle pass is a, is a fair step in the right direction to give people an option to uh, take less time. But if you're not going to pay for the battle pass, then you're still stuck needing to play mm-hmm. minimum once a day, but often more than once a day for, for some of those feats uh, mm-hmm. when you're using some of your weaker squads and you need to, only battle at you know 190 percent stamina and you just have to keep checking in on that and and redoing the battles it's just it's um it's a very time consuming game mode to succeed at what i would like better is being able to finish conquest in a much more reasonable time and then being able to just play around in conquest Mm -hmm. at a a leisurely nice pace but by the time i get the red box i don't want to do anything in conquest which is a shame because i actually think it's really fun and really cool and if we could just switch around all the discs and like try out teams with different discs it'd be really fun i i can see the potential Mm -hmm. for fun in conquest but if you're focused on getting that prize for the least amount of resources and time possible Mm -hmm. by the time you do that and achieve that goal you're burnt out Mm -hmm. Uh, or at least I am and a lot of people that I I play with Mm -hmm. that I think would be a great idea even if like not even necessarily hitting the the red crate like let's say you're going for the yellow the gold one whichever it, there should it, it would be really cool if there was a way like just a button in game where you can just okay I'm done. You, you click it, you turn it off. And now everything you do, you can't collect key cards anymore. You can't progress further, but you can swap your discs around for free. You can, you can play around and, and you know, you can, it'll tell you maybe like if there was a way for it to tell you, if you completed that feat, you would know you did it for next time. You don't get the key cards for it because you've, you've switched it off now but it gives you that leeway of being able to play around with it before you get burnt out. Yeah. Or even, or even like leave it up for like a review period, but yeah. just like let it be like a sandbox period in between the conquests. Right. Like, mm-hmm. let me, let me you get to play around. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, yeah. like leave it there for That's an extra tough. week and like, let people just like mess around with it. That would be and really great. That would be so cool and so fun because it's, it's got so many different customizable variables to mm-hmm. it that if you can just freely play around with that without having to worry about securing that top prize box and mm-hmm. keeping your sanity while doing it, yeah. then 
it'd just be nice. It'd be, it'd be really cool. Something they should definitely consider, but probably won't. Well, and I think the point is really exemplified in the fact that you said this really kind of killed your alt. And I see this happening a lot with, you know, Zareth and solo base talk about it a lot where it's like, you know, for their main account, they, you know, they're end game players and, you know, GA competitors and whatnot. There's really no choice for you as an end game player necessarily to skip these, this level of a character, but then with their alts, it's just like, they don't, care like i guess they they basically said yeah their alts are like in conquest but they're not trying at all with those alts and conquest because they just don't have the time and then with you you know you said all it just conquest came and you just gave up your alt altogether is that right yep yeah because it's not possible it's it's i mean okay maybe it's of course it's possible but you you literally there's just there's only so much time and it's it's just too much you know everyone's got a a limit on how much time they can they can invest in this game Mm -hmm. and uh double conquest is definitely a place i draw my line (laughs) i mean i there are people who offer conquest services yeah and yeah actually would not i would not do a conquest if someone offered to pay me i would not do it someone could pay me like as much as a remod for equal time put into it and i wouldn't do it because it's it's just too much of a grind Mm -hmm. i don't know Mm -hmm. like like uh i i don't know how those people uh do that but yeah plus your own like you're doing that plus your own conquest. That's what I mean. Like yeah. I can barely get myself to do my own. Conquest. <laughs> and it's like, I have a love hate relationship with it because I do think it's really fun and it's exciting. And it's like, I think it's just the more free time I have it, like in life, the more I enjoy this game mode because there's a lot to do and it's really fun and interesting and cool. And there's, there's just endless opportunity for them to improve upon it each time. But the the less time I have, like whatever, if, if I'm busy for whatever reason, then I then I hate conquest because then I'm forced to decide between like risking not getting that top prize box or like spending like a ton of crystals or spending like uh, actually spending on the game if you're a spender versus you know, and then and then you have that time to like go do whatever you're gonna do or. You, you skip something in that you that you shouldn't be skipping just to do mm-hmm. your conquest right like that's where I draw my line too like I know I haven't you mentioned you did 400 crystals or something like that for mm-hmm. the last run here's no way I'm gonna do a 400 crystal run not because I can't figure out how or don't have the roster to do it but because I can't like dedicate that much planning to 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 and -hmm. and check in times to maximize that efficiency Mm -hmm. i haven't been able to i've been too busy lately and there was a time probably like a year ago i i could have done that and would have done that and would have like that would have been cool and exciting for me too because i love doing yeah that was the challenge with the third one it was to see how how far uh, how few crystals i could do i could do it yeah that's absolutely Mm -hmm. that's super fun and i and again it's just like it, it all comes down to how much how much free time how much time to 
spend on this game you feel you have. And when it's not enough, then conquest becomes less desirable. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's just all it is. It's just completely a seesaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will say that the trick with that maximum efficiency I did was also, you know, I, I was finishing conquest or getting that red box on just about the last day because, you know, I tapered off refreshes, you know, as early as I could, but that just meant that it was then just the efficiency of grinding it out and making sure that like I was timing it perfectly, that I was Mm -hmm. getting that last feat, like as close to conquest closing as possible. And uh, yeah, and I I think I did have like a day to spare um, and uh, certainly there could have been areas where it could have had better efficiency, but I was, I was just so happy with it. My goal was to do it in less than 600. Just tickle pink. And it was was a fun challenge. Mm -hmm. Uh, with that, uh, yeah, let's uh, move on to disc talk. Yeah, some uh, disc chat. And I guess with that, uh, I'm gonna, Micaiah. It sounds like you got some hot, hot disc takes. Takes. I got a hot take that, on that. So I'm, I'm gonna uh, hand it over to you to launch into some, uh, some discing. Okay, so I I just happen I just happened to get this disc early on. Uh, it's the thermal exhaust. Whenever an enemy gains five debuffs, they gain three stacks of thermal detonator, which can't be resisted. And this effect doesn't stack. And I happen to get the blue one, which was exciting. Yeah, I don't even know. One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even know what the actual differences among them in, in the particulars of it. But uh, so just uh, real quick, the blue one is three stacks. The uh, green, green one is two stacks and the gray one is uh, just one stack. Okay, so I did get a particularly broken one then. Okay, so this <laughs> makes this this makes sense then why I'm I'm so giddy over this because it's 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 just silly and so you you have that thermal the thermals that are being stacked every time an enemy gains five debuffs and then I have a disc called um, volatile accelerator oh. and. When an ally deals damage to an enemy, that enemy gains 6.5% turn meter and two damage over time for two turns, which can't be resisted or evaded. And that also doesn't stack. Uh, I think I have the green one for that. But so just those two discs alone, every time you're dealing damage, you're applying debuffs, which are then every five of those applying three thermals. Mm -hmm. So every team and then i just to top it off i also added an amplify agony whenever an ally inflicts a debuff hear that yeah yeah whenever an ally inflicts a debuff on an enemy they also deal 8.16 i got a blue one of those on and and max damage uh max health damage to the enemy and so i think even without that it'd be it'd be killer damage but with that it's even more so and so you just have no matter what squad you use you have a team of cracked out super Jawas and, but just with the kits of whatever team you're using, it's just right. like Jawas on crack just <laughs> on top of it. Right. Like super Jawas. And, mm-hmm. but on any team's kit, it's so cool. It's so dumb. It's so silly. It's the most broken thing I think in conquest since the cooldown reduction with Yoda and Vader. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I should make a video on. If I was making videos, I'd make a, I'd make a video on that because it's hilarious. I don't know if someone's done that yet, 
-hmm. but um they should someone should do that well that's amazing i mean i'm so glad you brought up the thermal i mean i thought the thermal exhaust one was going to be a dud i mean i think caustic emissions is amazing and i also got a volatile accelerator which i've just been absolutely loving but you're right pairing that with a thermal exhaust i can only imagine takes it over the top and i I never would have thought that so that's actually a really cool that's a really hot tip i might have to keep an eye out for a good thermal exhaust now so I mean, it's like literally they just, the other teams just stack 40, 50 thermals on themselves and die. Oh, wow. And, and they die. It's, it's insane. I mean, it's not just a little, it's, it's overwhelmingly ridiculous. That almost they just explode themselves. Yeah. Five, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> no, so it's not though. It's because it's because every time, yeah. every time you deal damage, you're, you deal two damage over time. Right. Every single hit on every enemy is dealing two damage over time. And every, so every, I don't know. I don't know what it is. So every, um, like two and a half hits. Right. I don't know where those intersect. What's, what's the common denominator on that? Well, two and a half hits. Sure. That's, that's fine. Right. And so it just, it just ramps up so easy. You have mass assists, you have AOEs, you mm-hmm. have, um, just other other debuffs too any anything any natural debuff that's applied is also being counted it's not just that disc that's Mm -hmm. applying debuffs on damage it's also any other debuffs you're landing and so it makes sense with the caustic emissions because that's just every time they take a turn they're also getting you know debuffs so you're you're pairing it your mm -hmm. attacks are giving the debuffs their turns are getting debuffs yeah i can only imagine uh, it's it's really it's just insane um but super hilarious it's the most fun i've had in conquest since okay. the yoda the since the yoda invader yeah. uh, cooldown reduction thing that yeah, was my favorite thing in conquest too. i never would have thought of it yeah yeah that's uh i i have i either have caustic emissions or thermal exhaust one of them so now now i need to double check because I want to change. I don't know. Today. I should. I should put a video out, just like even just like a <laughs> bare bones, uh, just a just to showcase how mm-hmm. how silly it is um, for people to see. Yeah, it sounds like it sparks joy. That's really great. Yeah, I never would have thought to. I mean, because it does. It definitely seems like there. Again, debuffs are the way to go here. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some absolutely. Uh, it seems like you can put together a deep bro- a broken combination using the debuff stuff i mean you also have a war of attrition in there which is when they get a debuff they lose seven percent turn meter which means yeah you can probably basically just turn tm lock teams pretty easily oh you have that one you get it when you buy the battle pass plus you get it automatically and you can like i literally just watch their turn meter bars go down every i'm like oh look at you guys sorry you don't get to take a turn today (laughs) you guys are having great experiences with your discs that's awesome yeah um because i was basically just thinking yeah pairing that with the amplify agony and the caustic emissions and stuff i think it's really comes down to getting that caustic emissions where they're you know also getting um the debuffs when they take turns as well um but yeah that's oh that's so much fun i'm so excited now to like jump in there and see if i can find put that combination together because i think even with the past one it was like you know putting weak point with uh the the 
uh, crit damage da debuff, you know, discs. And again, there was the debuffs and you're ramping your damage. And that was really fun. But <laughs> watching those t thermal detonators pop is probably it's it's unreal. It's literally 20, 30, 40 thermals, just boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. And you get, you feed them turn meter too. So like, they're even like kind of going faster. That's the problem I would think is awful with it. I see those things where you, you're giving TM to the opposite team. And I just, always yeah, think, it just doesn't matter. I want to give the other team like more turns and or TM or chances to kill me, but it, I guess it doesn't matter. Oh, well, it's sort of like if they if they didn't have that, I think you could. I mean, you could really you could cancel that part out if you if you paired it with that other more turn meter, attrition. more of attrition thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, because I, I think yeah, yeah. And then do you have a perseverance? That's one of the discs I would definitely wanted to hype was uh, perseverance is all allied units call themselves to assist. So basically they just double attack um, whenever they use an ability, um, but the damage is reduced. But, uh, you know, so like for the second sector where you have, you know, to do like night sister battles or things like that, like, oh, it's such a great disc. Or even with like the um, smuggler feet, you know, having that perseverance, I've found really just helps because everyone's just, everyone turns into Han, you know, everyone <laughs> gets that double attack. Yeah. So I, I'd love to pair that with the setup I have. I, I just don't have that one yet. Do I you have any room with left that. with the pair you have right with the set you up set up? I mean, so like those three are the core to having that that silly interaction and yeah. and also doing the max health damage on top of it and that is only three two two seven out of wow. 12 so you still have room for five more dots and like currently mentality in there mm -hmm. i i just have like i have an insatiable which is allied units gain 14 percent health steal and 14 percent defense penetration a protection okay. recovery whenever an ally gains a buff they recover protection and a vitality uh gain 35 percent max health and 28 percent max protection and like those are honestly just there to kind of bolster up my weaker teams for those faction feats just right. a little bit more survivability to them um to give time for those thermals to just pop off but mm -hmm. uh and it's just kind of working with what i have as i'm like early in the conquest but because the price for changing them now is fine i mean not if you're trying to do it for 400 crystals but if you're mm -hmm. if you're okay yeah. with if you know a little leniency on that then yeah. uh <laughs> yeah that's can, out the window that's them out yeah. yeah, my my uh, cadence is now like typical with the first one. I, I I don't necessarily look at the guides and I don't do the my homework on it. And I just get really frustrated and upset going through it. And then the second one, I learned my lesson. I'm like, OK, let me look at the guides. Let me look at how to properly do this. Let me look at my good disk setups and then like I kind of figure it out. And then the third one, it's like, OK, got it all broken down now let's try to see like let's have some fun with trying to like really push the envelope on what's possible for you know getting this done with minimum resource mm -hmm. um yeah so right now i'm just in the frustration i'm making so many mistakes um but uh yeah i've seen thermal exhaust so many times and i just see that uh or the also the amplify agony uh mm -hmm. that they gain uh tm 
No, I'm sorry. What was the one where they gained TM? I think I have. I that think wrong. it is the um, volatile accelerator. Volatile accelerator. Is. Okay, because that's really yeah. the the. But what it does is it turns every single attack into yeah. a debuff applier, okay. which means it turns that's all attacks into thermal fueling. Right, yeah. every single time you touch an enemy you're applying thermals or you're applying one fifth of a thermal of course (laughs) which also makes me think you know if you paired that with the perseverance you'd be just yeah i mean you're getting so many attacks yeah Uh, yeah no absolutely there's definitely more you you could you could bolster this build more yeah some of those other other uh, stuff for sure go for it i don't sounds awesome yeah Mm -hmm. it's Honestly, I, I would just, I would recommend everyone, if you take nothing else from this, to please, if you can, find those discs and try, just for the joy of it, the <laughs> super, super Jawas ability on any team in your roster. They all get it. It's so cool. Yeah, and oh. I mean, you know, anyone who does have Jawas, they are some of the, they are one of the funnest teams out there. And now any team can be a Jawa team. Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> that should be the tagline. Any, Any team, team can be a Java <laughs> team. <laughs> that has to be like the uh, title of your video if you make one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good idea. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah you're fully yeah uh, full permission to use that. That'd be great. I'm gonna keep an eye out for it. I I am I subscribed to you a long time ago. Uh, mm-hmm. You know for your your channel, so uh, yeah, I will keep an eye out for it if it happens to pop up. So that's uh, really exciting. Um, so uh, Sarah, any other disc stuff that you didn't buy? That I didn't buy? <laughs> yes. uh, no. Um, so I have right now Not the good ones. No, I'm kidding. Uh, they only gave me one. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Um, so I have War of Attrition equipped right yeah, now. I have a caustic, cool. I have a caustic emissions on. Okay. Um, and then I have a health recovery. I have a uh power on right now. Okay, you do. Yeah, because the power doesn't entice me very much at all either. I mean, I guess the, it's okay, it just stands alone, you know, with the reason why I, I put it on it was because I wanted the extra damage for getting those um for getting those feats with like killing with smugglers killing with like all of those where i'm like oh like my smugglers like maybe i didn't know if they would make it i actually took it off and put zealous ambition on and i did worse oh oh wow that's a hot tip i guess you don't really have a healer or so on that team i did it with supports and i was doing worse so i and it could just be the disc build wasn't working with zealous ambition um, so I immediately swapped it back because it's free. <laughs> um, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to put, put power back on it. So I have been dying to find a perseverance. Like I keep okay. looking for it. I want that disc so badly. Yeah. Um, and now I'm going to go look for thermal exhaust because I want to try this. And it's amazing because perseverance is basically a purple disc without being a purple disc for this. Exactly. That's, it, that's how I think of it. Yeah, it's it's to me it it uh it gives me leaders resolve vibes. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. So. Yeah. And that was the other thing I wanted to mention was zealous ambition. Mm-hmm. From what I've been hearing, is working properly again. Um, mm-hmm. When it was broken in the last uh, wave of uh, uh, conquest nine, um, and so 
Yeah, I think, you know, if you throw zealous ambition on with like Daka, you'll probably be doing ridiculous damage again. So um, mm, I didn't try it with Night Sisters. Maybe I should do that. Yeah, Daka was always like huge Good call. with like zealous ambition. So mm-hmm. uh, she was fun. Yeah, because she would just like do double hit for like 100,000. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I love this. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so just kind of looking over, I think that's, um, yeah, most of them. I mean, it's just kind of interesting. We lo- you know, the things that we lost, Leaders Resolve, um, Entrenched, you know, especially when we were originally, you know, saw the feats for like people surviving. It was just like, oh, just keep an eye out for Entrenched. But um, yeah, so that's not there. But I mean, at least we still have the um, vitality, which is also giving you a health boost, which would um, also help if you found a zealous ambition. Um, and then, yeah, you know, I just, I, I feel like the potency calibration is going to kind of fall flat, like great 27% more potency, but it's just like, mm-hmm. I can do that with mods. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that stacks. That's fine. Um maybe there's a case where that's a big deal. And then um, there's also honed skills, um, which again, is just more potency. Yeah, yeah, they're they're going, they have several discs, which are pushing potency, which I think are falling flat for this one. But that just makes me think that like Conquest 13 Mm -hmm. is going to like all of a sudden, like for some reason, potency is going to be the broken the broken thing thing in there you know there's something so um yeah who knows maybe those will come around i don't know if we if anyone uh maybe someone's doing a build with those that's really paying off but uh Micaeus with the hot tips um, yeah getting that volatile accelerator speeding up the opponents but uh, getting that thermal exhaust on there so they just kill themselves can't wait <laughs> <So>. <laughs> It's going to be great. Uh, any other uh, disc talk? I think we kind of covered everything there. Yeah. I think I think so. I think just my last general comment on it will be, I like discs that are fun, like the thermal disc, the cooldown reduction discs of old. Um, anything that changes the mechanics of the game, it's more fun. And I feel like the last group of three, Conquest, was the worst for that. Mm. And... They, it was just like boost your stats, leaders resolve, leaders resolve, leaders resolve, and maybe it entrenched. And then you win and you crush everything, but you have no fun doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this just seems better, better in the right direction. Uh, for the last one, it was all about weak point for me. It was where I found my fun. I actually stopped really getting leaders resolve um, at one point just because I found getting stuff that could stack uh, buffs with um, the offense increase on buffs and weak point which increased offense on debuffs like just you know melted other the opposite team which was always kind of fun for oh maybe maybe i just took a boring approach to last conquest then (laughs) (laughs) sure sure well it's good but you figured it out this time so uh so that's really exciting there we go um yeah but uh, i i do agree with you yeah and i think probably one of the best deals with the pass is the free disc swap now so that you can maybe personally i guess if i maybe had that pass i would play around and try with uh you know uh the thermal exhaust but and uh, the volatile accelerator but i you know i would never would have thought to put those together or had you know even the 
balls, I guess, or the resources to try them. Just play around. Again, play around. That's that's what we would love to be able to do with these discs, play around. I think that's the biggest advantage of the um, uh, the pass. So that's great. Uh, with that, Micaeus, thank you so much for joining us. This was really exciting. You know, mm-hmm. every time I'm going to say this, as I say this, every episode, I think this is just going to be an interview. We're not diving into necessarily any topic. We're not <laughs> giving any tips. This is going to be a short, this is going to be a one hour. We're finally going to do it. This is going to be the one, one hour. Here we are probably two plus hours again. Uh, and so again, thank you so much for spending all this time with us and sharing not only your experiences, but your information uh, with Conquest and discs and stuff. Uh, it was a really great time. Well, thank you for having me. I, I had fun chatting with you guys and uh, yeah, it was great. I, I'm really glad I, I came. Yeah. Thank you so much. Awesome. Uh, and just a quick shout out to the listeners. Thank you so much for listening to another long episode of <laughs> Under the Hollow Table. Uh, please, if you are enjoying the content we're producing and what we're doing here, uh, join our Discord. Um, come and chat with us. We have some big episodes coming up uh, and you can keep up with us and what is going on over there. And with that, it is time to go switch off. <laughs> <laughs>